My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me, as always... Ho, ho, ho! Merry video games! <laughs> Pretty good, right? Yep. Had that one cooking for a week. Yep. Really put a lot of thought into that intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was well-crafted and very well-delivered. Did you write that one out on your new powerful PC? You finally had enough horsepower for Word to handle such genius? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just 40 pages of that copied and pasted over and over again. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Really gone crazy. Also- Shouldn't have done the Santa voice, though, because he's the Christmas guy and not the Boxing Day guy. Who's the Boxing Day guy? You should have done the voice. Shane Warne, I the- guess. <laughs> it's a very kids, kids do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, like he plays cricket. We play bro- Boxing Day on cricket. You could have picked yeah. a boxer also. Okay. Muhammad Ali or something would yes. be the guy. Yeah. Or just made up, I was just going to say, like the Boxing Day... Like uh, chameleon, Boxing Day Bill, yeah, the chameleon. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Boxing Day again. Try to find me. Okay. <laughs> you don't know where I am. Fuck you. The Boxing Day sale. Ah, you've audio located me. <laughs> I feel like that should have stopped yelling. I feel like this voice is slightly based on the fact that we were all doing Eric Cartman impressions <laughs> yeah, just before we, we started recording. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't okay. So screw you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, happy Boxing Day, everyone. Yes. I hope you had a I hope you had a good Christmas. If indeed that is what you celebrate. Mm. Noxing Day. There it is. There it is. What day of the year is that? Um, Every day, pretty much. (laughs) When's International Adam Knox's Day? (laughs) Okay, you got International Everything Else. That's how you okay day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, hope everyone's having a uh, great holiday period. Mm. Bit of time off work. Hope you you got some good video games in that stocking. We did put a a disclaimer uh, of if you do celebrate Christmas. Boxing Day is not universal. No, yeah, it is. It's just no, a, it's not. No, it's just Australian. Nah, but the 26th of December is everywhere. It's a completely <laughs> it's a completely secular holiday as well. It's not it's not. It absolutely is. Well, Christmas Day, I believe, it basically is. It's, it's pretty much. Of, it's the day of giving each other presents. But Boxing Day actually is. 
Except because there's, there's no religion universal. attached to Boxing Day. That is true. That That's is why true. it's a secular holiday and it should be celebrated everywhere because we can all agree on that one. And in that, Australia, that, it's sales. Yeah. yeah. A lot of sales. That's it. No, but it's that's the pro. Well, yeah, because it's only called Boxing Day in Australia, right? Yeah. And Do like other countries Canada have it? and no, right. the UK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It's the UK a, has yeah, it? it's, it's the, an English it's thing. It's not an right. American thing, yeah. But I guess that's just because we don't have, or we, you know, we've started to, but we typically do not have Black Friday in this country. Mm. So our big sales day is the day after Christmas. Yes. Which, in, because, yeah. Did you know, is, was this the first year in Australia that there's been like a big push for Black Friday? I reckon it's the second. I reckon it happened last year. It's Cyber Monday has started to become pretty big as yeah. well. Yeah. And that's frustrating because it's like, remember when you were growing up that you'd like being a little kid and like just seeing Halloween in cartoons and stuff and being mm. like, this looks sick. I'm going to dress up and go around my neighborhood and try and get lollies. Yeah. And there'd be like older generation of people who were like, this, this Americanization of Australia, like not into it. And mm. it was always like, shut up, old man. But I do feel that way about people getting into Black Friday here. Really? Yeah, because it's linked to a like it's linked to a holiday over there. Right, just so there's no reason like for it. it to exist here. Yeah. And it also we weird. have Boxing Day. It's like getting, you know, when like only the sequel to a game will come over from Japan. Right. Mm. And you're like, well, I'm never going to touch this because where's the original? Yeah. Show me the receipts. Yes. Um, so that That's definitely, yeah. I'm I like you. the idea of just getting into having Thanksgiving in Australia. You I know, just getting that. together, cooking a lot of food in the middle of the day. Yeah. Be nice. I mean, we've got the other holiday that awkwardly celebrates us slaughtering a people. That's yeah. Australia Day. That's we've got true. that. That's but we don't, um, we don't really do anything cool for it. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, it's like Thanksgiving. Mate, you get you together with family. You haven't fucking mate Dougie jump into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you have a turkey. I like the idea of a day where you have mm. like specific types of food that you don't roll out for the rest of the year. Sure. Where it was like our, our version of that is people getting pissed and putting on the flag as a cape. Yes. That's it. I it's mean, that, brutal. Does, that sums up Australia, though. Pretty much. It's perfect. What a rotten country. We used to, <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have the hottest 100 yeah. on Australia Day. Yeah, and then it got... it got <sighs> Yeah, maybe this is probably interesting for international listeners. Mm. Our big youth broadcaster radio station uh, would do a countdown of a, a listener-voted best songs of the year, mm. hottest 100, was always on Australia Day. Mm-hmm. Increasingly in this country, there's been a discussion about how that date and day brings a lot of pain to our indigenous population, yeah, our it, indigenous it, peoples. It essentially celebrates the almost genocide of yes. the entire race of people. Mm. So yeah. there's been a discussion about moving the date. Triple J decided to be very forward thinking and because a lot of what people think of Australia Day is listening to the Hottest 100, mm. they've moved the date of when the Hottest 100 happens. It was like a weekend back or something? But honestly, like the easier answer is to get rid of the Hottest 100 because who would ever listen to something that's just counting down other people's <laughs> favourites <laughs> of a type of media from the year? Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we, we're pretty strict about how the Filthy Casuals Game of the Year edition mm. a- episode always has to come out on Boxing Day because we like the idea of people getting together in a party with their mates <laughs> gathering around the Bluetooth speaker, yeah, crushing a, a slab. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I did used to do stuff on Australia Day purely because of the hottest 100. Yeah. And now that it's moved, it means that I don't do anything on Australia Day and I also mm. don't listen to the hottest 100. <laughs> right. Maybe that's coincided with me now being 33 as yeah. well. You listen to the Double J Hottest 100 of the 90s. I do. Yeah. We, we were definitely in the sweet spot of age, though, where everyone who we were friends with was cool enough to like the Hottest 100, but not cool enough to realise what the problem with the day was yet. <laughs> right, right, right. So we had that those golden years mm. between like 2005 to 11. Mm-hmm. And it was it was sort of okay to be like... 
Well, I'm not celebrating Australia Day. I'm just going to a park with friends and listening to the hottest 100. Yes. Exactly. I'm fine. I'm above all this discussion yeah. when it's like, no. <laughs> I'm 22 and I don't really have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine for me to not have an opinion. This is the same as any other day, literally, because <laughs> I am a fucking waste of space at the moment. <laughs> That's true. We, we did have the benefit of being in our early 20s at the time where... It was fine to not really know what the fuck was going on or yeah. be engaged in any way whatsoever. If you were yeah. 21 now and you didn't go to a significant rally, oh. you'd be a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Back then, you could text all your friends really easily. They were all there, but mm-hmm. you didn't have that social media anxiety in the back of your head right. just yet. Yeah. Seeing yeah. the pictures of the like uh, march to like not go to Iraq and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what year it is now. And <laughs> like, it's 2007, but don't go again. Don't go more. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, yeah, this is our big uh, top five of or like best ga- games of the year yeah, of yeah. Uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a few years now. Mm-hmm. I think the first year we did it, we did it as a joke and we did a we did joke answers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that seemed to annoy more people than it entertained. <laughs> so I think from the next year, we decided that we should take it seriously. Yes. And lo and behold, a tradition was born. <laughs> <laughs> I think I honestly think same as Boxing Day. Really, honestly, yeah. that's like the rich people gave their their servants presents as a joke, and <laughs> the servants were like, "Oh my god, thank you, <laughs> finally." <laughs> I don't think we were that into video games the first year we did it. I think we were like, we can't genuinely do a top games of the year thing. Um, I th- I can't remember why we did it. So I think we just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, for the first like year of this pod, I owned a Wii U, and that was it. <laughs> 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 and now Fuck. I've got every console available. Yeah. And it feels good. Well, yeah, yeah. we all do. That's yeah. crazy. A console that, like, effectively doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Pretty and, much every and game. barely existed at the time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, I think we thought at the time, because Adam, you had an Xbox. That's right. Ben had a PS4. Yes. And I had a Wii U, and we were like, this is going to be a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We've got all bases covered, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of us is neat, one of us is messy, the other one has a Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) It's the classic three-person dynamic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 2019, what do you think overall? Should we just do overall... Vague yeah. thoughts before we get into it. We record. We should say as well. We're recording this like almost a month before it comes out. Mm-hmm. It, it's the start of December now, mm. so there's a good chance that by the time because we're like pre-recording to have a little break over the thing. Um, there's we haven't fully played everything. There's a couple of significant sure. games that I think I might like that I haven't really had the time for yet. Yeah, specifically due to it being the end of the year and holidays and stuff coming up. We are pre-recording these, but we will also have had the most time to play games right. after we've recorded. In January at some point we'll catch up with that stuff. But yeah, yeah so it won't be... Well, you know what's uh, funny to think about? Full. This time last year, we when we did our one of these, it's crazy to think this time last year a game that was on... I don't know if it was on yours, Ben, but it was on me and Adam's list. Yeah. It wasn't even out yet. What? Smash Brothers. Sure. Smash Brothers or it came out just come out. It was like the fourth of December or something. It was this it this coming Friday. Was it really? I know because it was it came hey. out the day that I went to the Meredith Music Festival, uh, and that's next weekend, which is crazy to think about that such a big game of the year came out 
right, right at the tail end. True. I mean, luckily, it was so obvious what that game was going to be that yeah. <laughs> we like, could have yeah, put it on. space in the top five. Don't worry too much about Astrobok and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good game. But yeah, this year overall, I've honestly struggled a little bit to completely flesh it out to five games yeah. that I've personally really, really loved. Yeah. There have been some that have been great, but it's been a pretty off and on year. Just I think that the impending new consoles and all that sort of stuff yep. means that a few significant delays as well mm-hmm. into next year. It's been a little dry. It's been it has good, been a little dry, but, but you know, been dry, it's been dry flat. Bits. It's been it's been yeah. it's been a lot of seven and a half out of ten. A lot of solid me. eights. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I was thinking about this. The stuff that I liked this year and got into i really got into like Mm. to the point where some of those games would probably be in some of my favorite gaming experiences of all time but the gap between that those couple of things Mm -hmm. and everything else is so vast number one and two on my list i'm pretty happy with yeah number three is great yeah four and five are Pretty lucky they came out this year, <laughs> right? Uh, you're, you're pretty lucky. Don't test me. Honestly, right? from from f- four to like all of my honourable mentions, everything's on the same level, basically. Yeah, one, and one, two, and three <laughs> would be lucky to squeak into a five in any other year. I reckon. Such a great ad for the rest of the episode. Like, I can imagine <laughs> yeah. someone listening going, "Like, all right, well, I'm just going to turn this app off now. There's no point. <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone else had this. the same year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> We just missed the news of like 10 fucking Zeldas coming out. <laughs> yeah. I guess there was one and it came nowhere near my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and yeah, we'll do some little categories and shit. Mm. Uh, well, what do you want to start with? We've got our, uh, our like, like we, yeah, we've got these other little categories that we've done for mm. the last couple of years of sort of other things that aren't just like our top five of what we liked. Should, do you want to start with... Um, Let's get the most let's get the most negative stuff out of the way first. Okay. okay. How does that sound? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start with uh most dis- biggest disappointment of the year? Sure. All right. Uh who who wants to go first? We all, all right. looked at each other like the end of the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> all right, I'll go first. Uh for me, Mario Kart World Tour. Oh, oh. I've forgotten about that one. I, I would have thought mobile Mario Kart game could be real fun. Right. Should be real fun. Okay. But Boy, oh boy. Mm. One of the worst experiences I've ever had. It's bad. I wasn't uh, looking forward to it, so I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, okay, sure. That's why it's not on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I played about 16 seconds of it, and I think it was entirely on this podcast live that I played. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it seemed shitty. What what were you, it, like, could they, what would you have hoped for them to have done for this to have lived up to the hmm. Mario Kart? Mm. Well, you know what? I guess the problem is if it had come out maybe, like, five or six years ago, like, yeah. pre-deep, like, you know, microtransaction-y in-game mm. purchase kind of stuff. If they had just made a Mario Kart game and put it on the phone and kind of thought about the controls, hold the phone in landscape oh. mode. Hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if they had just made a little Mario Kart game mm. that's on the phone that feels like a Mario Kart game, but you just control it in a slightly different way and you can take it with you, great. But they made this 
cash grab yeah. fucking weird having to like buy packs to get characters and it controls like shit and it just doesn't thing. work holding it in portrait mode mm. like was it the was it the fact that it the, like so the microtransactions sound bad yeah but it didn't even control well yeah it didn't anyway, feel it so, didn't feel yeah. good yeah mario kart has such a specific even though they kind of tweak and refine it with each one it has such a specific feel to it mm. that just feels great and he mm. like you can get into a different kart racing game and have fun with that and you go, oh, this 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 is probably as good or better than Mario Kart. And then you go back to Mario Kart and go, nah, this is just worlds apart. Right. This just The feel of this is just so great and fluid and it's so easy to pick up. And it just had none of that joy. It just didn't feel good to play with the like swiping on mm. the... Yeah, I, it just such a bummer. And I mean... Look, I don't love playing stuff on my phone, so calling it a huge disappointment, similar to you, Ben, is probably like, it's not like I was banking on like, mm. oh man, I can't wait to be playing Mario Kart on my phone, you know, nonstop. Yeah. But for me, it's like one of my favourite gaming series and it, I don't, I genuinely don't think they've made a bad one on the console. Sure, yeah. It's so reliable. In the context of its own, like, its own... Uh, pedigree. Yeah. It's just like, it's just such a drop. Right. Yeah. So for there to be one that objectively, well, I think objectively is bad. Yep. And I think objectively is. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. In my opinion, this is objective. <laughs> <laughs> um, that just feels bad and feels so different to what the formula is. It's just like so jarring. It's like, oh, what? It, this feels so strange. Yeah. To have one of these that just is crappy. So yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest letdown of the year. Fair. I. Was excited for Little Town Hero slash Town, mm. right? And back when it was called Town, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. After the name change, you should have smelled a rat. I know, <laughs> and I, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I had my nose plugged. Yeah, I didn't smell no rat. <laughs> but it's one of the worst gaming experiences I had in the year. Wow! And the fact that I was looking forward to it at all means, objectively, <laughs> it's my biggest disappointment. It was just. Yeah, it just wasn't a good game. Yeah, right. For so I never got around to playing that one either, but it sounded like the uh like an RPG, which is what this is. Yes. Is basically the writing mm-hmm. and the combat. Yes. So like a sense of exploration and the world building, I yeah, guess, yeah. falls well, into the writing. World building, characters, combat, character progression, I yeah. guess is a, an RPG. Out of those elements, it sounded like the combat was okay. Yes. But every other outside bit around it and the dialogue especially was shit. And the combat was... I, I, I never fully got to grips with it and, and got into like that flow state of like, yeah, this is... Mm. I get what this game is and how it plays. It was innovative. like It was different. It was different to combat that I experienced before and that's what I liked about it. So I wasn't even like, yeah, I really love the combat. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. But everything else, I hate it. <laughs> and why would you bother going further down that road with the combat if the writing's anything like the writing in Pokemon, which is Game Freak as well? Yeah, yes. Which it just God, and that bland, have empty, me off as well. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Boilerplate bullshit. Yeah. Just like, hello, I am here <laughs> to have a Pokemon. Would you like a Pokemon? Those would, two games being back to back, yeah, like, and coming out so close together, really does highlight, like, man, this is an area that Game Freak are really shit at. Because yeah. I was, I was gonna say. I, I liked enough about it. Like, mm. I liked the combat and I, I liked the art style that I was about to say, oh, I guess maybe they'll make a sequel and they'll refine some of that. But it's like, they might be able to refine the progression a little bit right. and make it a little bit more interesting. But, like, we've seen from Pokemon, we've seen from enough other examples that they just suck at writing and building <laughs> yeah. interesting things in 
an, an interesting framework for that. I think it was a great combat system right. to work in. So it's just like it's just such a shame. Mm. Like they should just it'd be cool if they could just sell that con that that system to another company and yeah. like let them make a good game with that combat system in it. And when you're creating an original property that doesn't have the nostalgia yes. free pass that a Pokemon does, you ca- you just can't fuck it up with the writing. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. has to be good. Yeah. So, Little Town Hero, you're on my shit list for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Little Town Zero. Ooh. How about that? How about that for the uh, for the uh, what do they call it? The deck underneath. Oh, you yes. got the headline, and then underneath you got the deck. Yeah. <laughs> the veranda in Australian <laughs> publications. It'd be cool if Mad Magazine brought out a video game console, and all they did was just <laughs> release parodies of games. So it's just like you go into the shop and it's like, for the Mad Magazine Entertainment System, Little Town Zero, and it's just like you putting it in and it's all the characters going, here I am with some utterly boring dialogue. <laughs> it Look, just plays exactly the same, yeah. but it's just spoofing it the entire way through. Now out on the Mad Box, Star Wars Jedi feeling border. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think... I've got a few written down oh, here. Uh, well, what my other disappointment oh, yeah. for the year could also be a uh, Mad Magazine headline, Kingdom Farts 3. Nice. <laughs> Is that, I mean, I wasn't as hyped for it. I mean, I wasn't that hyped for Little Town Hero, but I was still pretty hesitant about Kingdom Hearts, having not really got into them and them being so, you know, complex. Yeah. But I played a bunch of it and it wasn't a fun game. I yeah. hated that fucking first one. I played mm. through all of that first one for one of our old Patreon episodes. Yeah. And... Fuck. It was just terrible. And, like, it is. I think a lot of people woke up to what Kingdom Hearts really right. is with this one, too. It sounded like because that first one was awful, but people have such a nostalgia for it because they played it when they were nine and stupid. And, well, and nine year olds love Disney shit. Sure. So. Yeah. And if you like Kingdom Hearts, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling you nine. <laughs> <laughs> but this, we were no, talking about it, this off air. Like, I remember I was excited for it too. Never mm. played one before. I thought, cool, on the, uh, you know, on the PS4, it'll look really good. Yeah. Like, I like the kind of idea. I've always thought the, like, mm. the, the weird mashup kind of thing of it is really interesting. Um, so I was like, it, you know, interested, like, excited to play it. And then the pre release reviews come out. And we were, yeah, this is what we were talking about off air that thing of stuff being reviewed by people who are like, Massive, massive fans of the series. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was getting these like crazy reviews. It was getting mm. nines and stuff. And yeah. I, was, I went in going, hell yeah, this is going to be fucking great. But then realizing, yeah, like it was being reviewed primarily by people who have this huge attachment to the series. Yeah. Wanted to see it wrapped up. Saw it wrapped, felt like it was like a great fitting end of this series that they love, that they have these rose colored glasses for on mm. f- for and like playing <laughs> at <laughs> playing like a couple of hours of it and just being like I don't think I'm getting this like yeah. kind of convincing myself for the first bit like I think this is kind of fun and cool and like visually interesting mm. and but yeah I just dropped off so quickly and mm. sold it after we'd reviewed it Fuck. yeah there's there, there's something off about all those games and it's it's weird because it could be this fun combo. Yes. But there's no fun in them to me. There's not a sense of that Disney, Pixar type joy or the, you know, rollicking kind of adventure fun from the square side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just all pretty flat with, with the first one. But my it main sounds thing, like the third one's the same too. Yeah. My main thing, which we talked about, was that the combat just felt so floaty. You have yeah. to get you're in these fights all the time and it doesn't feel satisfying got these huge weapons it doesn't feel satisfying at all to wipe people out there's no there was no weight to anything that you did so yep. it wasn't you felt like boosh, like knocking over a huge you know in some games like that just feels so satisfying yeah it just felt like 
you're holding a balloon and you're, <laughs> you know, throwing that balloon into some just dust and, it, you know. Totally. And it was you just throw a balloon over and over and over and over yeah, yeah. for the entire duration of the game. And uh, that people compared it to Final Fantasy Fifteen, like, oh, it's just a reskinned version of that. But the skin of Final Fantasy Fifteen was cool. It was fun and weird and quirky and the relationship with those main characters drove the game. Yeah. And none of that was there in Kingdom Hearts 3. Damn. Uh, well, I've got I've got a couple. I had Crackdown 3 written down here, but I don't think there's any point. I don't think I actually thought it was going to be good. By right, the right, yeah. The, the promise of it as being like one of the initial games announced for the Xbox One, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that even was promised, so I'm going to delete that one. <laughs> <laughs> Delete it. I yeah. know. Inclu- included it. And you just said it. No, nah, it's deleted. <laughs> you going to edit it out? J- no one listened to the last 20 <laughs> odd seconds of the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so interesting. It was. It was going to be this possibly revolutionary launch game. But I don't know if that ever actually was the case. Because they were saying that they were using the cloud stuff to make buildings fall over. Yeah, yeah. That was their big thing. But the Crackdown games have always been a little shitty. Mm. And, like, that first one got big because it had a Halo 3 demo in it. Right. Uh, The second one, I think, was just kind of muted reception. And, yeah, this third one, by the time it came out, like, initially they're like, yeah, we're going back to Crackdown and, oh, we're doing this crazy cloud computing thing. And Mm. were the initial, like footage things kind of exciting to people not really or, yeah it was an interesting like tech idea to yeah. have like this online uh like server driven <laughs> like uh, just having a super processor yeah. because yeah, you're right. using this online stuff but then even at the time it was very much a like a will that work and mm. like well do i want to always be connected and like what happens if I, I, the game stops being connected to the internet. Does it break? Like, right. it never really made sense. And then it clearly didn't make sense to them because they spent years and years on it, dropped that, mm. added Terry Crews, and it was clear like, oh, f- nah. <laughs> and then it was funny. just like a bland third person It feels like we were game. obsessed yeah. with that game on the show for a bit because it kept, it kept getting pushed back yeah. and then it would be at E3 and we'll talk about it a lot and we were very fascinated. I'd completely forgotten that it even existed. <laughs> it was one of the yeah. few Microsoft exclusives that, as well. Yeah, everything mm. about it was just so interesting and then yeah. immediately it's like, come out. Uh, yeah. Same yeah, as like, done. there was, I think that year where they had like Scalebound and all those yes. sort of ones too yeah. that never amounted to anything. So, yeah. But anyway, you're deleting that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. So the last few minutes didn't happen. Waste of time. <laughs> the Microsoft exclusive they did release that uh, I didn't enjoy as much as I was hoping for was Gears 5. Yeah. Right. Just a sort of unnecessary feeling, kind of dull continuation of this story that isn't being particularly well written at this point. Uh, and like, just just no more kind of imagination left in it the open right. world stuff that they were like touting is like that this is the gears thing now the wild area the, yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah the the slightly larger <laughs> level that they rendered Where just you're on a little sucked. boat you're on those thing. yeah floating bullshit things it there was just nothing to it 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 had that same problem that i have with again the tomb raider games and mm. the other game that is actually the most disappointing one where the exploration that they're talking about is to no end there's no real um reward for doing it there's no feeling of um accomplishment or or discovery or anything like that because it's just an obvious place on the map that you go to easily and Mm. shoot the three things that are there and then it goes 
Oh, I can't believe we found this crazy thing. Like, what fucking crazy thing, Marcus? <laughs> Marcus Phoenix, you outdated Duke Nukem motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of here. That very quickly sounded like a John Oliver bit. You know, <laughs> what crazy bit, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell me you found Rudy Giuliani? So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was just flat in a way that the... Series hadn't been for me up until that point. Yeah, right. Uh, not the worst game in the world. It's on my list of games I liked playing this yeah, year. Yeah, I liked playing it. I yeah. finished it, but... I, I had no expectations, mm. and so it does sound like it was a little less interesting than every previous game in the in the franchise. And less interesting than the ideas they were putting forward that they had to make this different from those. Right. You would know you what s- I mean? Yeah. Would you say you enjoyed the launch event that we went to for the game more than you enjoyed the game itself? Far, far less because it involved social interaction. <laughs> I, yeah, but watch, there was free beers. Yeah, but just watching people get tattooed and then people coming up to you and being like, "Do you want to play the game?" I'm like, "Nah, no, nah, nah." What we I saw want that is huge for you to TV. Not ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm bad TV. with that, that cool. stuff as well. For yeah, some reason, TV re- was cool. My like old fucking you know primary school pretend you don't like games so you don't get bullied thing kicks in. That's yeah, fair. yeah, and yeah, even yeah, if yeah. I'm at that thing, I'm like, no, I think this shit's for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I put on that mask. Yes, I went home and played it for forty hours, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I talked about it on a podcast and said that it didn't deliver as much as I was excitedly hoping for. But uh, I'm only here for the beers, my friend. Um, two other quick dis- well, one other quick disappointing one, and then the 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 main one. Links away. I'm, I'm I'm milking this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say the Adam Knox disappointment corner is going to take up 45 <laughs> minutes of this episode. I thought the Links Awakening remake wasn't good. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I thought it was a poorly done remake beyond just the general uh, gist of the art style, which towards the end I didn't even think was that well implemented in it. It didn't run that great for me. It really didn't add anything to the game or, or bring out anything of the feeling of that original for me. If anything, it put into contrast like, oh yeah, this game's old and it's and it's outdated. Uh, and the, the shit they did add, like those, those rooms that you could do a Mario Maker type thing out of was shitty. Yeah, just didn't do it for me at all. It was all the sorts of stuff that I don't like about remakes. And um, I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, one of my fa- that was one of my favorite games of the year. Right, I, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, it, it's well, it, I finished it because I'd played that Game Boy one, and it was really fucking easy. That's that's fair. Yeah, like the yeah. the game is so easy. And so straightforward and so old. Yeah, you know? it's totally an old-fashioned game. And not the least bit... Like, the the Resident Evil 2 remake that came out this year... Right. Put that up against the Link's Awakening one. And the Link's Awakening one, in my opinion, is looks like shit compared to it. Because right. they haven't thought for a second about how to make it pop today. Mm. You know, they haven't, they haven't actually updated it. They've modded it and mm. put a coat right. of paint over the top. Which, for me... Having never played it before, yeah, uh, I just thought of it as a remastered release, which it's not, and it's more expensive than one, yeah, which is not right. But I loved it. I'd never played it before, and it was for that time of year, for whatever I was, you know, in the mood for. Yeah, the perfect game. I I really really enjoyed playing it. I would have enjoyed playing it when it came out originally, and I, you know, had I played it. Yeah, but I played it this year, and it's a good game. It, it was a good game on the Game Boy. I think it's a bad remake. Right. Which I, I think we can both come to terms. Yeah, I accept I accept that. You accept those terms? <laughs> yes. Then 
you may marry my daughter. <laughs> you didn't realize you how much was at stake here. I've got uh, seven more rules. Um, yeah, but the most disappointing was Jedi Fallen Order for me because I let my it, it because it came so close. Right. That's what the, sometimes the most disappointing thing is like still better than a lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. but it came so close to being actually good, and then. It just wasn't. I let myself get sucked in, right? As well by like the thing that like, oh, these are people made Titanfall too. That was a fucking awesome game. Yes, yeah. And it that, was that's a genuine reason to be very excited. For yeah, me. like that was Titanfall two, one of the best games of the decade. So good, yeah. <laughs> uh, Respawn, yeah, great company, and th- that completely makes sense. Yeah, and I just really feel like not that they dropped the ball with this, but that they didn't throw it as far as it looked like they were going to. Right. Yeah. And the it, the fact that it just ended up being Tomb Raider with mm-hmm. lightsabers, you know, it it was it it made me want to see them give it another go, right? But this time round, really frustrated me in some ways because it was it was getting there and it clearly knew that what it was wanting to be, mm. and either through time constraints or through uh, I, I'm going to guess that it was a lack of resources and stuff like that because I think that. That is a team that has the ability to make something really, really good. I, I, I would say, if I had to guess, a lack of resources and a deadline. Yeah, surely exactly. it had to come out before the Star Wars movie, yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Before uh, EA's contract with Star Wars is up as well, yep. which is relatively soon, I think. Yep. Like the way that EA just makes games yeah. is along those lines, too. Well, my. Uh, this is actually the most disappointing thing. I've completely forgot. I had a game breaking bug towards the end of the game. Right. I couldn't finish the game. Right. I reloaded it. I did a bunch of different things. I left the planet. I went back. And there's a bridge. Right. And when you say you, you left the planet, mm-hmm. do we do we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I took a few deep breaths. Say your thought. Yeah. Don't relax now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucked. Like, is it when the bridge bends? Was that the bug? No, it's a no. big. Okay. Big. Big, uh, like, wooden bridge that you force push down on the right. red planet. Right. And I force pushed it down. I went past it. I died. You respawn on the other side. You go back. The bridge is down. You go to walk over it. You fall right through it. Oh, no. Right. And, and there was nothing I could do about it. Maybe they've patched it, but, you sure. know, I had other shit to do. There, there were bugs the whole way through that game for me of just, like, stuttering heaps, things loading in weird. The AI was terrible. The combat was fine. But yeah. like halfway there mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, just a pretty standard like it, it wasn't like a Soulsy type thing, which is fine. But it also wasn't like a Batman-y type thing. It was just like this kind of in the middle thing. Mm. Um, it, it also suffers in comparison to a game that came out earlier in the year that had Jedi-esque force right. push and combat. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a lot more fun and much more well done. Totally. Despite similar <laughs> stuttering it's issues. Some issues that... To- almost exactly the same issues, but there was just a lack of imagination that, that kind of... or Not even imagination. I don't know quite what the word is, but there was a lack of... Um, Flair or something? Flair, yeah. I guess, is a word that, for that's it. That's how I feel about it. It, it was, was such a workman Yes, straight down game. the line. Like... Yeah. Uh, like good levels Like I thought a lot about it Was really good yeah. Combat was fun It was pretty I played it I was playing it on hard And it was quite punishing Very yeah. satisfying But yeah I think it was a lack of Sort of uh, And it suffers in comparison To really good Star Wars games uh, yeah. As every Star Wars game will 
but then also Uncharted games and stuff like that because mm. it has those sort of moments where it's like, oh fuck, I'm you know, this big event is happening. Yeah. But it just there's something about it where it just falls flat every single time with that game, pretty much. I think the fact that it doesn't fall flat like four times yeah. and then it falls flat fifteen times is what made me a right. little a little shitty on it. It didn't even come close to my best fifteen games of the year. Nah. It just it's just a little too flat yeah there's something missing in it hopefully in a way where the sequel is great mm. um but that disappointed me because i did end up being quite excited for it and then that realization as i was sort of four or five hours into it of like ah shit mm. i don't think i like this very much <laughs> yeah but anyway i finished that <laughs> <laughs> um all right well do we want to move on to we we've had these two categories i think for pretty much every year we've done uh these episodes we have the um, what they they used to have names that were related to uh, the Uncharted series, which yes. seems like a wildly out of date premise now. It is, yeah. but let's it was, put them uh, over to the Star Wars, the new Uncharted. Mm. We'll okay. Make them a little less interesting. Yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the uh, what is it, the company or games or whatever it is that fucked it, and mm. then the uh, the flip side of that category is the nailed it category. Right. <laughs> Companies that fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) And the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Companies that sucked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm, Fucked it, they did. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself. Um, Well, so, yeah, do you want to start off with the the negative side of this? We were talking about this a little bit off air, and it it does feel a little too early to judge this Mm. one, but just in terms of a launch and a rollout and everything... Google Stadia, less than ideal. Maybe Mm. long-term it'll be fine, but, you know, definitely the vibe on it coming out has been, I would say from what we've heard from people who have engaged with it, Mm. pretty tepid overall. Still some people into it, but yeah. Yeah, tepid overall. Some people who weirdly are just like, no, it does everything that they said on the box and I like it. I also like this, like the philosophy of it, you know, the, the purpose of it. So... It's really hard to be, uh, to have, to weigh in. I haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think even over the course of this year, the way that we've talked about it has changed hugely. Right. From, I, I think, it, realizing each of the things that it isn't, that mm. it seems like it could be. Right. The fact that it doesn't have a Game Pass equivalent. Right. That it's doing like the one game a month for your subscription fee, but no, you have to full price pay for these games. Mm-hmm. That eliminates a lot of the appeal to me especially in light of other things that we'll talk about later that have happened this year that have done that right including game pass which is fucking great yes um as a as a as a concept um that that's been the biggest change personally realizing like oh this is just another like platform but with these huge limitations especially in this country yep. to yeah. actually enjoying it and relatively dull range of games terrible yep. range of games mm. honestly yep. like no, ex- or an exclusive that was just like uh, knack. It was, it, it was a similar sort of thing. Yeah. Some some sort of bullshit thing. And then like, <laughs> yeah, like having like, oh, we've got, you know, last year's Assassin's Creed game yeah. and uh, three Tomb Raiders. Yes, that's right. It, it, there's, it's just, it's not awful. Mm. It doesn't seem like, because yeah, it is working for enough people, right? Yeah. Yeah, and who knows, long-term, maybe it kicks off, but, and, you know, it, it's also perhaps unfair of us to be judging it, you know, right after launch. I mean, plenty of consoles aren't great 
right after launch. But they work but for everyone, usually. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They have games that have come out deliberately for them and, like, they don't fucking chew up your internet data mm. like yes. that does. Like, in the in the world that we currently live, as a future, uh, you know, hypothetical whatever thing, then, yeah, it's still a cool idea. But right now it seems like, A, not a good launch. Yep. Like, yeah. not even yeah. getting it delivered out to all the people who pre-ordered it. Yeah. It not working with anything other than just a Chromecast to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that sort of stuff really made it a shit launch. Yeah. So, at the very least, in terms of a, of a just a release of a product, it yep. was a poor job. Yeah. And it's made that product as a an idea, even if they do fix it, just less... Um, impactful, I guess, or sure. is it like I'm just I'm not paying attention anymore. I think I I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if someone else comes in in a year's time with the same idea and nails it. And what if it's Microsoft or Sony? What if it's totally. the yeah. X Cloud stuff? You Absolutely, know, absolutely, yeah. Because it turns out that the infrastructure that Google was talking up about itself, like we got all this shit, hasn't really counted for much, has mm. it? Because it's still really demanding on the user's end. Yeah. So it's probably up to, you know, smarter code or something. I'm not a fucking computer, but yeah. Um, also disappointing that it it is launched and we can't do it. That's also another element of disappointment about that launch. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 we yeah. can't weigh in. Yeah. 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 The fact that it that they've released it in quotes, but also gone, nah, fuck off. It feels like it's 1999 where we're having to wait, mm, you know, yeah. an extra six months for the Nintendo 64 to come out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Blizzard, not a great look for them yeah. this year. Nah, that Hong Kong stuff with Blitzchung and uh, we talked about it on the podcast, yeah. so not a huge amount of point in going back over it, but uh, several different companies over the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Shitty. Yeah. Not a great look with uh, what's happening in China and Hong Kong right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the... Oh, before we move yep. on, <clears throat> just quickly, uh, I, d- I won't name this person, but I, I spoke to someone who worked uh, at EA for a long time. Damn. Uh, who worked on localization. Let's, okay. And they worked on porting uh, things like FIFA from the West to Asia. Right. And one of the things they did was removed the Hong Kong and Taiwan soccer teams... Wow. From the game Ooh. for the China release. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Boy. and this was, you know, this is a long time ago. This is, wasn't recent. This was like 10 years ago. It's, uh, this stuff's been happening for a long time. It's good that we're aware of it now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, I thought that was pretty interesting. Is my favorite team still in there? I go for the Tibet Bears. <laughs> Are they still in there? <laughs> Um, I think you should absolutely ruin this person's life by naming them on air, you <laughs> fucking coward. <laughs> um, all right, should we get into Let's get into the positive stuff now. Hell yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, uh, we got to mention Bethesda fucking Fallout first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sure. Fallout. This award should be retitled to the Memo- Bethesda Memorial <laughs> Award because they, yeah. they do it every year. I have a feeling we even did that last year. For <laughs> I reckon some, we that did, has yeah. rung right. a bell. Because yeah. last year was Fallout 76 yes. and this year they're like, guys, okay, so sorry about releasing all your private information and, and have releasing <laughs> that broken game as well and yeah. fucking it for ages. We're releasing a, a short film sob story. Yeah. <laughs> and we should have gonna, it. Yeah, we that thing at E3 that yeah. they started their press conference with, right? Yeah. And it was all there in employees being like hey we're people too yeah don't send us death threats <laughs> which like yeah fair enough but yeah. also maybe have a little bit of introspection about mm. 
why it is that you're having to do this. Yeah. And inst- and then knowing some of those people directly saying, hey, please be kind to us, knew in the back of their head that they were about to charge $13 a month <laughs> yes. for, a, what, like a backpack or whatever you fucking get. Yeah. yeah. We should have an in-memoriam on this every year and it's just we talk about Bethesda with sad <laughs> music playing under Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rest More of peace. our hopes and dreams have died <laughs> thanks to Bethesda. Um, yeah, okay, let's get into the positives. Well, the nailed it category mm. uh, for this year, Apple Arcade. Uh, a great service, something that uh, I haven't spent much more time with it since we talked about it first, but yep. great service, great value, some great games in there. Um, definitely do need a little help navigating it and finding the, the ones that stick out, but as a curated platform, something that I kind of was like pretty tepid on, didn't really have much of an opinion either way when it was announced and everything and then got it and was like, oh, this is cool. Like, mm. what the golf being in there was great. What the um, golf is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great service. Yeah. And a great, in terms of a game passy kind of thing, it's like, this is the way forward. This is how it should work. It, yeah. it works across all the different devices, like they said as yep, well. Yep. Like, you can actually do that now properly. Um this is the sort of thing that I thought Stadia again was going for. Sure. Yeah. But this this one totally works. There's some, especially with mobile games, just being able to jump into a fucking random thing mm. and see if you like it and then go, ah, nah, yeah. is a really great feeling. It's, I mean, like obviously, and we've spoken about Game Pass a lot this year. It's a, it's probably the perfect model for it for consoles, but it almost works better as a mobile service because you can download the game in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that, yeah, I think that really underlines how well Apple executed it. I mean, it's eight I- bucks a month. If you play two of these games, then you have paid probably less than you would have if you'd have bought them mm-hmm. if yeah. they were full price things. There's no microtransactions in it. There's no ads and stuff like that. And just it being a kind of a curated list as well which you could make the argument that there's only a need for this because the app store has become such a junkyard Mm. of just them letting any old shit on there that it is so hard to navigate and find what's good so you know in an ideal world if they had been a bit more selective to begin with about what they allow on there then there may not be the need for this Mm. sure but then at the same time i would love to see you know, Nintendo implement something like this where yeah. they like their Switch eShop is a bit of a disaster. Like it's so it's full fucked. of yeah. junk. If they kind of cherry picked good like indie devs and were like, mm. yeah, eight bucks a month, you can get any one of these new ones that we've given our kind of like boost to, like our little seal of approval. It'd be great. Yeah. Even like the idea of like a Game Pass thing, it doesn't have to be the big AAA things. So many good indies come out that, yeah, the big companies getting behind that model yeah. and just going like, hey, a lot of these come out. It's hard to know what's good. It's hard to it's hard for like a smaller team to get traction. Well, we're going to pick these guys up and work with them and then just kind of like hand them to you on a plate. Mm. Have a little try. Yeah. See what you think. I think it would be, be great. great for Nintendo, especially because it's half a, a portable console as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I guess there is something about like the, with the, um, you know, the, what do you call it? The... Video game? Subscription service thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know how the... Whether it's good or bad, the way that companies are getting paid for their work at the moment. I don't know how yeah, yeah, how yeah. fair those contracts are at the moment. Oh, okay, right. sure. Or if it's like a Spotify sort of situation where everyone's like, we're making a fucking dollar for all this a, a work. Yeah. 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 So that's one element of these. But as... Just it's a pretty 
it's increasingly becoming the default for entertainment stuff is mm. to have a subscription and for any type of software you have a yearly subscription yes. that gets you a constantly updated version of this product i guess the difference with a music this is way off track but the difference with a music service is that that's allowing you to stream these products that already exist elsewhere Whereas something like a Netflix, like streaming it on that, mm. you're getting like original content that they can bank on. Well, we'll pay every, we'll pay the people who make this content yeah. to make it because we're relying on people. We'll get that money back from people. Yeah. So if I, Apple starts also, doing it's, that, it's like this is an exclusive and you have to get – well, then they're going to have the money to pay those studios properly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ones that they have there now are available for purchase on like the Switch or the PC yeah. or whatever yeah. as well. So I don't I, – I've heard – it both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the company, I, and I think it's negotiated on a per company sort of basis. Right, right. And some of them are like, oh, we, I don't know if that was actually a good move. And some of them are saying like, yeah, no, they paid us fairly. Yeah. So we put it up there. But um, definitely just as from a consumer point of view, I love to consume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the top five. <laughs> Each of our five games of this. Damn. The year 2019. Is that it? What? Yeah, all right. We've been going for 45 minutes. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd written 10 other things for each of the categories. There's only one There's only one that I'll mention if it doesn't come up during these five. Okay. And I guess we've got honourable mentions. Yeah, we've got honourable mentions. I'm going to mention heaps. Sure. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've also, like, I think, again, as we've done every year, the pile of shame stuff we wish oh, we played more of. Should we do that first? No, maybe? I reckon no, pile, a lot yeah. of mine might come up in... Your lists, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. So each sure. other's lists. So It'll I give away what's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. save it for the end. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, who wants to kick us off with the... Keep, keep going five? in this round. You go, Tommy. Yeah. Okay. My number five game of 2015 was Katana Zero. Okay. Uh, little indie platformer from the start of the year. The it, prequel to Katana One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It had a, it had a time slowed down yep. mechanic. It had a very, like, interesting and kind of weird... Um, Story like mm. it did a lot with its story for a platformer. Um, yeah, I really loved it. Really satisfying combat. Uh, a lot of like you going into a room and having to wipe out all these enemies and really think about how you do it with your combination of being able to slow down time and like use your sword to hit bullets back at enemies and get having to like really work out this like choreography mm. to how you're going to clear a room that when you do it felt so like elegant and like yeah like pulling it off and then you watching it in replay just feeling like I really did something truly beautiful there when I decapitated that guy right, in the middle right. of the room. Um, you a, are Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really cool, um, you know, almost, yeah, Blade Runnery mixed with Samurai kind of aesthetic and vibe. Uh, yeah, just, just great. Just mm. a really great – I think it flew under a lot of people's radar, I think especially because it had a – it didn't – it didn't come out here for it. Yeah, it got blocked from release. Yes, I was going to say. drug use yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of people talk about it. I think a lot of people missed out on it. Mm. Um, but it, it's really great. It's, I mean, it's my favorite indie of the year, my favorite indie in a while. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I really, really loved it. Um, gets, gets increasingly harder as it goes along, gets very challenging. The story just starts to go batshit insane and it does a lot of really interesting things with the presentation of trying to just do a very story-driven game in a pixel art 2D platformer. Mm. Um, yeah, g really great, great music, just a completely solid aesthetic. 
And yeah, all of that combined with just super. I mean, it would be still be one of my favorite games of the year, even if it was just the levels and nothing else. But the right. fact that it really went for this like ambitious way of doing a story and melding mm. all these elements together. Um, yeah, definitely check it out because I feel like a lot of people missed out on it. That does sound mm. cool. I've completely forgotten about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really think yeah. both of you would like it, especially I think you were talking about uh, my friend Pedro. Yeah. Maybe. And just the way what you liked about that made me think that you would really enjoy this. Th- this is reminding me of that. And it's one that I kind of thought about, but didn't make this list or like an honorable thing. Yeah. But I played it. Yeah. Um, and it does sound very similar, but this is like maybe the. Uh, better version of that same idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely one for um, getting into over the summer break if it flew under your radar. It's mm. not going to take a ton of your time. I can't really, I can't remember exactly how long, but it's not like, you know, it's not like some big 100-hour undertaking. Yeah. Good one for, cool. yeah, over the holidays. My number five is also my favourite indie of the year, Untitled Goose Game. Uh it's just the, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> it it it's a pretty unique experience. I I like it. I don't know if it's entirely unique, but I'd never played anything like it before. Mm. Very funny, very charming, great music, fun little puzzles, just full of character. Short, but uh, that doesn't matter for me if it's good. No, yeah. it, and it was the correct length, probably. I, right? I feel yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's one of those weird ones that swept the internet. I don't quite know why. It's absurd the way that game took over the world for a little patch of time there. Mm. I think just because it ge- geese are pretty funny. I think. <laughs> and I just think being an asshole's funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. I, I. I think there's a lot more people. <laughs> Sounds extremely stupid. Mm. There's a lot more people people playing video games these days than I think I assumed. It's right, a right. Much more broadly appealing medium. But no, completely. I don't. I never would have had the thought of like, oh, Chrissy Teigen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like she would love Untitled Goose Games. So many people. I think the Switch is a big part of it. A lot yeah. of people picked up a Switch who hadn't played games for 15 years. It True. just had that ex- level of accessibility, and because of the length of the game, the simplicity. And I think the fact that like the aim wasn't to run around shooting people or even to get sucked into this 40-hour story. It was just a simple, fun, light-hearted relief from a pretty fucked up year yeah. in the news. I think that's why it appealed to everyone and yeah. why it appealed to me. I thought it was just so well done. Well, we talked about it at the time. It ended up on the radar of my 73-year-old father. Yes. Could, apart from him coming out to Nintendo HQ with me to play <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World yes. couldn't know less about video games. Yeah. It was getting talked about on the radio, and mm. he was like, "Have you heard of this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've been playing it. Let's, uh, you know, next time you're round, let's, like, let's have a go." And like, gave him the controller, and he's like, "I don't think he's ever played a video game in his life." He was like, <laughs> he was getting into it. He's yeah. like, "It's just, it's truly, you could sit anyone down in front of it, and yeah." Because it's like a bit freeform, I guess. Yes. is the thing. Because mm. they, it, the world is reactive enough. That whatever idea you have, it kind of pans out. Yeah, yeah. In a very small little box, you know. But then the objective kind of stuff and the little puzzles are, are fun. Mm. And this kind of sweet little through line of a kind of story. Yeah, is yeah. nice. There's someone we know, not well, yeah, who believes they came up with the idea for that game. <laughs> You've seen this, right? No. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'll say his name or not. He does comedy in Sydney. He tweeted, uh. So, Untitled Goose Game developers tweeted out a photo of their group chat from some date mm. saying uh, with, of them coming up with the idea. What about a game where you just play as a goose and then they yep. all started talking about it? And the date on that group chat was after this person had tweeted out 
a, a tweet saying, hey, what about a game where you just play as a goose and you fucking annoy people? Because goose geese are crazy. Yeah. Can Well, if they've publicly tweeted this, can you name this person? I don't know if it's true or not, though, is why I'm not naming uh, them. Well, I don't what know. if we all turn our mics off and you tell us the name? Uh, well, will <laughs> it help? It, text it to me. I want to know, and <laughs> yeah, I'll forget to ask. Just say, you're, you're editing this. You this can is going to take another uh, well, I'm hour not gonna to do. do. I'm for- not going to put that effort into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, for- I'll forget to ask you afterwards because yeah, we're going to go for like chat. another hour. Yeah, just uh, put it in the group chat. Uh, mics off for okay, three yeah, seconds. Turn the mics we'll off. be back in three. This is like the office. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. They're back on. I've, right. I've said the name. Okay. <laughs> Nick Giannopoulos. Yeah. <laughs> he trade, he trade It was originally called Untitled Wog Game. <laughs> You're a naughty wog and you run around the village. You steal keys. This news will be a Mike, month old by the time that you listen to this uh, game, episode. But look up Nick Giannopoulos and what's been going on. My game born to be a wog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, wow. so that's kind of a weird thing about Untitled Goose Game. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'd be possible to dig this up on Twitter. And I'm not like hiding the identity of the person for any real reason. Yeah. But we don't know them that well. And also, like, I I don't know if it's true. I don't want to accuse anyone of plagiarism. Sure, sure. It's just funny. (laughs) But Martin Scorsese stole the idea for the Irishman (laughs) off of me. (laughs) Um, I spent three and a half hours doing nothing once. (laughs) (laughs) And felt sad at the end. (laughs) Someone sent me a... Uh, like a, they were like, oh, I just read this really funny short story online about a goose. Yeah. And they sent it to me, and it, it's like the the pit the the first image in the in the story is a screenshot from Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. And it's actually a short story about a person playing Untitled Goose Game. Right. And how they're like really getting into you know the head of like being this goose and what they're doing while they're playing the game. Yeah. And I go. Oh, this is about a video game because this person doesn't play games at all. I'm like, this is about a video game that I've been playing a little bit. And they were like, oh, I just thought it was like a really cool and creative short story. And I was like, the phrase, I pressed the B button is like (laughs) in the first paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I thought that was just like fruity creative. Fuck. But yeah, Untitled Goose Game, it clearly had a pretty broad impact. Totally. Uh, It's my number five. Great. Cool. Uh, My number five is absolutely not an indie game uh, or cute. It's Mortal Kombat 11. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) And so I I went through and I played 9 and 10 as well to play this one. Yeah, yeah. And you loved those Injustice games as well. I think both of you did, right? I I loved them. I also enjoyed Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, yeah. The injustice ones in particular got me into this type of thing. Got me kind of back into playing fighting games, mm. even. And uh, the Mortal Kombat ones are so fucking good. Yes, it's so much just dumb fun. They're these blockbuster movies with yeah. these stupid stories and this big Avengers cast of characters. It's kind of the same plot as Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Endgame. Oh fuck! It is too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. So that's fucking weird. Yeah. But with these Mortal Kombat characters and having played 9 and 10 just before it and it kind of zipping back and forth, I guess this is spoilery, but there's going to be some spoilers for all of these games, by the way, probably at some point. Just quickly, the last time we talked about this game was uh, when it came out yeah. and I was overseas and I have a very distinct memory of sitting in a hotel room in... Paris, yeah. not able to go out and explore the city. I'd gone there the <laughs> night before, um, had had this work commitment to do, yes. Yes. and just sitting there and listening to you on Skype describe the storyline of Mortal Kombat 
for what felt like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there listening to that going... God, what am I doing in a if foreign city, this beautiful city? <laughs> just listening to these fucking bizarre plot points about Sub-Zero and shit as you wrapped up all three of the game yes. storylines. If it's any consolation, I no longer remember any of them. And it's like every time I think about playing Mortal Kombat, I get a little shudder of like, oh, like I'm slightly triggered by it now. Because you played 11 on the Switch, right? And no, like- I know, I, that's the thing I wanted because I was like, oh, this is kind of handy that it's because it, it's come out while I'm overseas. Yeah. Not the ideal way to play it, but I can I can get it on the Switch while mm. I'm over here. But I, I, it took me ages to find anywhere that sold video games. And then when I did find a video game store, it That's cost so the equivalent. <laughs> it cost the equivalent of like 120 Australian dollars Oof. at the shop that I went to, and I was like, "That's ah. just EB prices, though." Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was in the French EB. Eb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't put any more thought into it. Then. <laughs> yeah, but sorry um, to cut you off. Yeah. No, that's all right. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. I've obviously talked about it at length, but it's a very fun game. Um, in a, on, a, on a lot of different levels, mm. it's got that kind of hardcore do it every day daily challenges, fucking fight online, top tier stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got the collect all this shit in the crypt and spend money on it if you want to. Yeah, yeah. But then also like it it was pretty fun to do all those little puzzles in the crypt mm. and it gives you nice little rewards that's like the, the collection area yeah the cosmetic stuff yeah yeah it's all fun it was the same uh, in the injustice games yeah it's, it's it's weirdly fun to change the color of your outfit because they're all nicely designed and mm. it's all quite well made it looks fucking amazing yeah yes uh it's got this dumb fun time travel story that does not take itself at all seriously which is perfect uh, and then, yeah, just the actual core feel of playing that game is really good. It's my favourite fighting game to play of recent times. Like, yeah. I like Tekken back in the day, never really got into Street Fighter, so there's not really been one for me in the past few years, Yeah. aside from these. And they're, I think, sort of easy, or at least easy yeah. to get into the, the mode of. The, the inputs that they require of you aren't that crazy. Yeah. You don't have to do the sweeping, you know... Movements with the stick or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You're just doing like double button presses or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and all the characters are pretty different and pretty unique. And I, I just really enjoyed this game a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, particularly the main thing I spent of it, which was just the story mode, and yeah. of those as a trilogy, those last three. Yep. My fifth favorite game of the year. Great. Uh, my number four game of the year, Super Mario Maker 2. Oh. Mm. All right. Um, yeah. Don't know. We. I mean, we talked about it a lot at the time, but yeah, for pure, like, just so much in it. Like a, a basically endless yeah. game. Yeah. Um, like I the the actual like story mode that they had put into this of just having actually like a hundred mm. Nintendo made levels. I thought was just like the best. Like elevates it from being just like a cool little tool to like this is a great game. This right. is just like the best. 2D Mario platformer in such a long time. Totally. I, f- I find that the... Whatever it is about them just putting that coat of Nintendo paint over the top, where, like, it's the same game. Like, the first one had 60 levels or whatever, mm. but having those little toads in between just go, like, and whatever they fucking make a noise of. <laughs> There's a little theme to the level, and it's, like, yeah. a little setup of, like, someone built this, and you yeah. read a little bit of text about, like, oh, see if you can find the kit, or, like, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. That stuff is so charming that it adds to those platform levels, which yep. are... Kind of, you know, the same as the first one or whatever, or, you know, similar. Yep. But there's it, 
this one just felt so much more complete. You're right. Even yeah. like the little ones of like Red Toad's gone missing. Yeah, and you got to get the little Red Toad taken to the end of the oh, level. Oh no, Red Toad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the um the uh God, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, I like the new Super Mario Brothers games. They're you know they're fun, but I find them to be pretty like uninteresting visually and yeah. design wise. Like they've still got challenge and are fun, but I feel like they kind of don't go for it with the design as much as I would like them to. But this, yeah, weird level designs. Mm. Um, just it's got that flair that I, I wish they did more of in those games. And, you know, it would be great to see them do it in a cohesive game that's not like a kind of a mishmashy hodgepodge right. that is its own thing. But, yeah, I think this is the best 2D Mario platformer I've played in a long, long time. And that's before you even get to the fact that there's, there's a creation tool in it and they're... As of, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago now, by the time people are hearing this, like they're adding more stuff to it. Yeah, They've yeah. added a thing to it that like really changes how you can make levels in a pretty significant way. Um, yeah, just to, just so much in it, so much fun. I think an essential purchase if you have a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yes, um, that's fair. Creation-based games can often be pretty like overwhelming, but the interface of this and kind of a bit of a bummer to not be on the Wii U and have the mm. touch screen like it did give it a bit more of ease but you still can get that little um, that little stylus yeah and yeah. just do it in handheld mode yeah but, but no not the same not not quite yeah. the same but like yeah it's all just that screen it's just fun even just like the the like the little uh, sound cues of when you put blocks down and the the little voice that's kind of in time with the music mm-hmm. like all those little bits of presentation are just it just makes you just want to make stuff because it's just fun to be on that screen. Totally. It's not like a blank slate that's just like a chore of just like, okay, I just want to get through this so I can play the level. Mm. It's just fun to hang out with with that aesthetic for a mm. couple of hours. Agreed. It's just outside of my top five. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. infinity of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, we almost take it for granted. Maybe because it's like the sequel to one that did, did exist that had a smaller player base or something. Yeah. But it's an incredible thing that... A Mario 2D platformer, create your own game <laughs> exists. Well, I saw. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm pretty sure I said this when we reviewed it, but I saw on the uh, the Twitter for the uh, Kane and Rinse podcast mm. that they none of them are into making their own levels, and it. I think the name kind of does scare people off. Like they think like, oh, right. it's just a thing where you make a level and then you play it. And the Kane and Rinse guys were saying on Twitter that they had started referring to it as Unlimited Mario or yeah. Infinite Mario because yeah. that is one way that you can play it. You don't have to engage with the with the creation tool at all. Mm. You can just get online and go through the top levels and they're themed and, you know, you all that kind of stuff. You can search them a lot more easily yes. now. Yeah. It's not perfect. And, sh- still, and sharing them. Yeah. Like with that, all of our, you know, our Patreon Facebook people sharing their levels and playing each other's was great. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, I've been meaning to dip back into that thread and um, get some more going because, yeah, having a thing like this, like a little community where you can, like, share those codes. You still have to put in codes and stuff, but mm. whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my number four, Super Fuck Mario yeah. Maker I just missed out for me as well, yeah. yeah, for sure, because of exactly what you said where there was that first one. This is definitely an improvement on that, but it is still the same <laughs> building blocks. Mm. That they've used. It's yeah. built upon that foundation. Interesting. So, you know. Not sure what he's going for there. Yeah. How about you build a bridge and jump off it? <laughs> <laughs> so just outside of five for me too, sorry. Mine, no- it's all right. <laughs> I apologise. I was halfway through the first syllable. I know. <laughs> sorry about that. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you build a bridge? Uh my number four is judgment. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's definitely a wish I'd have played more of it one. And this is a game I we we chatted a few weeks ago about Disco Elysium, the sort of detective game that I started playing on the PC. Mm-hmm. And I was saying at the time, it's so great to play a good detective game again. I haven't played one in ages. I played one of the best ones I've ever played like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I had dipped it back in on it even more recently than that because I wanted to play a significant you know, amount of it before the end of the year. Mm. I played probably 14 hours of Judgment now. It's fucking great. It's the Yakuza games, but you're a cop or yep. you're a lawyer and you're a detective and it's solving cases and it's surveilling people and putting things together. It's that L.A. Noir thing of like, here's a fact, here's a fact, here's a fact. How do you line them up and how are you going to get this person to confess? It's also a beat-em-up game. It's also like a t- open world Tokyo sim. It's... It's like a comedy game at times. It is, it is. It's really funny. It's got those really silly side quests. Very and stuff. silly. All of that is really well written. It's like Japanese modern day The Witcher 3 in that sure. sense. <laughs> yeah. There's a pretty rich world and a, a lot of very strange characters in it. It's just perfectly put together. I don't really have any bad things to say about it. Mm. Um, the combat, you have to be into like a beat em up. It's not as sort of complex or. Or fine-tuned as sort of like maybe a turn-based RPG or even just a different kind of real-time combat game. Um, but I really, really like it a lot and I am looking forward to finishing it. It's, If anything, it's like, it's long, mm. but uh, that just means it's good value. <laughs> yeah, I, that that's the only thing that stopped me from playing more of it is that I played some and then went away for a month. Yeah. And it was I couldn't go back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that definitely is something that is on my fuck. I wish I had infinite time list. It's on your fuck list. It's on my fuck list. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really glad I went back in. It just, again, it could have just faded away because I'd played 17 other games, you know, in the meantime. And yep. it's this like side project of the Yakuza series. Yeah, yeah. It it could have easily been an afterthought type thing, but it's like a full on it one be, of them. It is, yeah. It's like got good performances. Like the lead character is, is interesting. Mm. It's just good. It's sort of like this pulpy, yeah, Japanese crime story game. As a side thing, I played some of that Yakuza Like a Dragon the, right. the, the new one that's coming out next year. There like was a, a demo. Dragon. <laughs> touched for trying to read Japanese for the very first time. <laughs> I, I played it with my brother. I was at their house, mm. and um, it's, it's a, the Japanese demo of it because it comes oh, out right. in like January in Japan, and he can read some Japanese. That's right. Yeah. So and that looks fucking sick. Yeah, nice. It looks really good. Yeah, having gone in on the Yakuza series over the past eighteen months. And then, yeah, ending up with Judgment. It's I'm just, I'm all in. It's a great series. And you can play them all on the PS4 now. Yeah. Oh, five's coming out in January or something. Yeah. I should go in on them. But I didn't this year. This year, I went in on a game by the name of my number four best game yes. that I liked this year. I'll interrupt you here. Yeah, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Control. Yeah. Is my number four. Yeah, okay. Uh, we kind of mentioned it before when talking about the Jedi mm. thing. It's... So fucking interesting. Yes. It's it's not the most technically well-made game in, in parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it boils down to being like a third-person shooter, sure. 
but there's something about the atmosphere that yeah. is just oh, yeah. trickling through it the whole way through that is so engaging um, and in like a pretty original kind of way. Like obviously with anything like this where it's like mysterious or whatever, people go like, oh, it's like David Lynch or like whatever yeah. type of things it is kind of, you know, picking it, taking its cues from. But it, there's there's the way that it ties itself into like Remedy's other games, the stuff it does towards the end with like ridiculous set pieces with these really cool ideas for presentation stuff, mm-hmm. um, it, like video footage uh, but and then that video footage would sometimes not load straight away for me and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that and it would and it would slow down sometimes but it still looked nice the lighting was awesome um, and all the designs of everything were, were really good but even despite those technical shortcomings there was something about it where yeah the 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 combat tied together really nicely mm. all your different powers had a purpose to for being there. And you could, when you figured out how to get into sort of a flow with that combat, it was really satisfying. And then, yet that story, or not so much a story, but the atmosphere and the and the the feel of it and the visual kind of um, places it would take you to, and and the the weird ideas that it had and the unique stuff that it did, uh, I found really, really uh, like fascinating and usually pretty fun. Yeah. Too. Well, when we. When we have a game that comes up on someone else's list, you know that we also have. Do we just jump jumping in and talking about? I it? guess jump jump in, yeah. I mean, I and I have to reveal it. This was my number one game of the year. Damn! Yeah. Wow. And uh, I, I'm generally pretty forgiving on those technical aspects. They don't tend to bug me that much. Right. Like I think it's worth mentioning, like a you know frame rate issues or stuttering. Uh, when we t- review a game or when we discuss it and recommend it. Yeah. But personally, it it doesn't impact really at all my overall opinion on a game sure if the game's good yeah Yeah. and and control i thought was just the most sort of strikingly designed strongly you know thought out visualized game that i've played in in a a couple of years every bullshit thing that jedi said it was going to do this actually did it totally it does it has that metroid layout with its maps you get to know that place partly because the actual map that you look at is shit and like (laughs) not very well representative but you you it's not big enough that you can't actually sort of start recognizing places and going, oh, no, not where I need to go. And yeah. it also, I think the the places are imbued with such a sense of character. Right. And it has tension and it has some scares and some sort of like mysterious, murky stuff. Mm. You feel like genuine relief when you see a certain area again. Yeah. Where you realize, oh, I'm out of that shitty area. Everything's yeah. okay. And like if you're playing on like a hard enough difficulty... It is. It's like, oh shit! I just made it out of that. I'm just gonna get to that checkpoint to yeah. recharge my energy. I'm just gonna be able to unlock this or buy this new skill or weapon add-on. And then those, the the main abilities that you get are so different and useful, mm. and you actually end up when the combat demands it of you, which it doesn't all the time, but a lot of the side stuff does make you yeah, use it, yeah. which I think is kind of cool that you can mainline this game and it's not that big of a deal. Mm. But there's so much side stuff with these boss fights and like those little um, challenges that will pop up and you just have yeah, to travel somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, you really end up having an arsenal of useful and very different things. But then you can do those skill upgrades on and I guess those were like a little pointless sometimes, like yes. the modifications to the weapons and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess like occasionally there would be a boss or something where it's like, oh, actually, if I increase this thing, it makes it easy. Right. But... Um, I guess it, it was a nice to have thing that didn't really impact or detract from from the game. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think the point about being able to complete the game mm. without any great, you know, any beads of sweat appearing on the forehead. Maybe like a couple towards the end. Yeah, a couple of spikes of difficulty. Yeah. Is a huge plus for me because there are other games that came out this year that maybe I would have loved mm. that I just couldn't make it through. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's it's not on my list, but Sekiro is, is one of those games. Right. Uh, like it was such a great package that I couldn't get more than four or five hours through. Yeah, this comes up. This comes up a bit in the Facebook group. Mm. Like at some, you know, people will be loving something, and you know, someone's like, "Oh, it's pretty easy." I really don't care about something being as long too, as yeah. Like I think Pokemon was something that came up that is, I think, genuinely too easy to be enjoyable. But again, e- yeah, yeah, easy is becomes boring because it's easy. Yeah, yes, I'm yes. happy to kind of like. Be able to like walk through something without dying too much, mm. as long as I'm having fun while I'm doing it. Totally, like, yes. Like if you don't notice it, if it doesn't really stick out, it's like, yeah, I guess I haven't died or had to use any continues, but like, yeah, I don't care. And, I'm and happy to just be getting through it. And I think control balances that really, yeah. really well. Agreed. Because yeah. the benefit with a game like this to having a challenge in it is that you have to use all of your different tools, and they're all really cool. Yes. Flying yeah. around and fucking taking over someone's mind and then dragging someone else towards you, then using a big shield, then yep. using, like, the, what, five or six different types of guns that there are yep. that each serve a pretty specific purpose. A really small, like, minor complaint is mm. that it's hard to tell which gun you have equipped. Because it just sure. changes that crosshair and not that's in true. any way that's right. indicative of what actual gun you have out. You almost have to you have to have remembered what you changed it to rather than yeah. being able to visually tell. And memorize yeah. those shapes that the crosshair yeah. is in, which are all pretty abstract things. But like, yeah, the st- fucking like picking up a rock out of the ground, like a giant rock, yeah, and throwing yeah, yeah. it at someone and then shooting that other... Per- like, it's just... That combat system was so well put together. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the mood and the visual design... Is great. Like yeah. it is a little derivative of sort of maybe your Twin Peaks or your X Files or some weird combination. But I never really got that into either of those properties. No. And I loved how this was presented. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And it, it worked. It looks fucking good when it's with like the design and everything mm. is really really cool. The fact that it's all in this you know one building sort of, but it can look so different from area to area. Yeah. But still be maintaining that three. It reminds me of maybe the first Half Life. Where right. you're in this big facility and every area is distinct, but it has this this constant um, through line mm. of, of, a, of a base kind of design or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And also the fact that in Control, you can literally go into other like completely different environments because yeah. of sort of the, the, the hook of, of the concept yeah. is, is great. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what's good about video games. Yeah. Like that ability to do something like that. You don't have to worry about changing shooting locations for a movie or, you know, budget issues. It's like, Hey, you just go to a fucking different dimension. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big this thing is because yeah. who cares? Yeah. This is probably the most significant one on my pile of shame. Right. I loved what I played of it, but then something else came out a week later mm. that I played to review on the show and they probably both hooked me as I was into both of them probably I think equally. it was Astral Chain was around the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. And I committed more to that just because it was like the most recent one that I'd started playing. Yeah. And I was sure. like, I may as well just stick with this rather than go back. But I do really want to go back to it over summer because I, I dare say had I played more of it, it definitely would have been on my top five. But it Ast- just felt wrong to include it when I'd played maybe an hour and a half of it. Yeah, Astral Chain is not on is on my like shameless because of this game. Yeah, right. I, I think exactly. I just didn't buy it because I was loving Control. The do you want to do 
like a couple minutes of like full on spoiler talk with it because there's a couple bits towards the end that I'd love to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you happy with that, Tommy? I, I also, I, <laughs> I, I, just turn your mic off so I can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that there's anything in the story that would have really bugged me. To have it's known because it's like almost not the point. There's a couple of moments towards the end that right. I think are like the try and dance around spoiling them because people might be listening to this and thinking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, this okay. is a pretty you know strong recommendation." No, yeah. no, no yeah. spoilers. Yeah, there's a musical thing towards the end. There's a thing that they do with the music. Right. Well, there's two. They both involve music. Right. One is with the video, and one is with um. Music that you're listening to while you're fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the music you're listening to while you're fighting thing. Maybe the video thing was like a side thing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of side stuff that you can more easily than you think miss yes, in this. That's true. Um, what do you think about the music that plays through that uh, complex choreographed final segment? I think it's so dumb and it's so funny and uh, it's cool. Uh, yeah. I think that's how I felt yeah. about it. I kind of got stuck in that bit for oh, whatever really? reason. A couple of el- enemies, I was just not approaching properly right so i heard that song a million times <laughs> sure that would i yeah okay that would make it maybe lose its impact on the first go through weirdly cool yeah because it's a kind of lame music it, and like the the everything about it is kind of lame yeah but it pulls it off massively which is maybe like the whole thing about that game like yes I, it's I a think third so. person shooter well the fact that like they include genuine like actual footage like fmv yeah. stuff could be incredibly lame, yeah. But it's not. It's just really well executed for whatever reason. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I really like how they think about the full package, like the full experience of whatever moment it is in the game. Yeah. And that crazy music bit is a perfect example of that. Even the little bits of writing on all the little files and shit that you find around, they're really well written. I read every single one. Same. Yeah. And I normally don't really get into, or I'll read the first ten and then yes. lose interest. Yeah. But uh, the whole way through, yeah, that game is is fucking good. Fourth best of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my number three game of 2019, and this I'm breaking one of my own long held rules here, oh. where I like I've always said a game it can't be like a re release oh, or sure. a remaster, like it has to be a completely unique have come out. But just because of this being the year, I was forced to. Break my own rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition oh, on right. Switch. Um, it's super, super traditional as an RPG. It's very like by the numbers in terms of its storytelling and its. It's, it's funny that if this is how you were describing a parent, I would think they were racist. <laughs> a super traditional, super very traditional. by the numbers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably is there anyway. Um, <laughs> it's uh yeah it's very it's it's very like. By the numbers in terms of its uh, approach to combat and everything, sure, it's not yeah. really doing anything to reinvent the JRPG. Um, probably the it's pro- it's purely the style of it that completely wins mm. me over. I love Akira Toriyama, the artist who's done all the character designs of Dragon Quest since the beginning. And mm. you were reading Dragon Ball this year as well, right? I started so going back in on Dragon yeah. Ball. Yeah. I just love his art design. Something about it is just right in the wheelhouse of what I what I really love and respect. Mm. So seeing his stuff in like these kind of you know high definition like three D character models, just it's such a vibrant world. When it opens up and the the size and the scale of this land that you're exploring, the orchestrated music sounds great, mm-hmm. and just something about 
getting into the vibe of just like doing like an hour of it each night and just playing this like couple of beats of the story, do a couple of fights that are pretty straightforward, mm. um, getting stuck on a couple of them and it taking a few goes to get through, but just being able to like progress through it in just a very pleasant, like very easy to segment up a game that's very easy to just like set mm. yourself a time limit. These very clear beats happen where it's very easy to just like tap out and mm. then check in again the next night. Yeah, treating it like a storybook almost. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it just it, the the whole presentation of the world is so rich and so believable. And uh, yeah, I I you know I never really played a lot of or really any JRPGs for a long time. Yeah. So this does feel relatively fresh for me because I've never fully gone in on one to this extent. But um, yeah, I I just yeah I loved it, and it's definitely anything that people do not like about it like that it's too yeah it's too by the numbers or whatever i can totally see that and that's a very valid call but to me it just it doesn't matter i just mm. was having a great time with it just really got sucked into it i really like it a lot i've only played the demo right but that is an 11 hour demo yeah yeah it's crazy um but yeah great game really really fun i think because i am famously a big fan of jrpgs it didn't hook me in the way that it hooked you Mm. But, um, yeah, it's really good. I love the style as well. Like, I'm also a big Toriyama fan. Yep. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a good game. Not I, on my list. I, actually, it's not even in my honourable mentions. Yeah. No. But it's not because I didn't like it. It's just, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's a good game. Same for me because I played some of the PS4 probably about the same amount of time in the PS4 version as the demo. Yeah, fuck. And then that PS4 version not getting this new content has is a bit it's annoying frustrating yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really annoying because you know it could easily be put in there as dlc deal deal yeah. dlc yeah. yeah i could I see a deal being made that yeah i'm a, uh, who knows but yeah it's it's a good game i think i had a similar thing to you ben where um being on a console like the ps4 made it a little bit more of a chore mm. because it, it right it was that that very it's very traditional very like yeah. the structure is You've seen it in 50 other games. Yeah, mm. and probably played through that many. Yeah, You yeah. know, so that uh, I think just made me lose interest more easily than I would have. And then I think Red Dead 2 came out last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, but it is a great game. Yeah. It I, sort of reminds me of my experience with Nino Kuni 2. Right. It's like great art style, fun JRPG that did not reinvent the formula. Yeah. And so I kind of dropped off on it. But I also think it's a good game. <laughs> and that, but being, this being on the Switch now is probably the best place to play it because that yeah. that added element of just an easy drop-in, drop-out portable thing. Yeah. I went away a couple of times uh, as I was getting really hooked on it and it was just like great for like being interstate, doing gigs and just having like an hour or two to kill in mm. the hotel room. Just like, yeah, I'm just going to lie on my bed and play a couple of hours of this. Yeah. Great for a flight. Mm. Um, yeah. Not much more to say about it. Just very, yeah, just the very pure thing of like, and it's tropey as hell, but just like yeah. gang of friends heading off on an adventure, yeah. just firing that up of like, we have to get into the boat and sail to this new thing, <laughs> yep. this new place. Like, yeah, just super, super appealing in a very like, yeah, just feeling like being a little kid playing it, mm. you know? Well-cooked meat and potatoes. Yeah. But this time... Those meat and potatoes are in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, and you get some peas on the side. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you can dig in there and fucking yank it out whenever you like, smush it around. Uh, my number three game of the year is a game I'd be surprised 
is if it's not on either of your guys' list at this at some point, mm-hmm. is Fire Emblem colon three houses. Number three? Yeah. Tommy? Number one. Yeah. Not on it. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I knew it wouldn't because you, you haven't really played any of it, right? It came out while you were in Edinburgh. It's, I've got it on a list here uh, and it's called the couldn't get into for some reason list. Ah, interesting. interesting. And there was something about Fire Emblem where I just kept getting... Uh, it was it seemed fine. Mm. Kept getting a little bored, I think, maybe. That's fascinating. As it went on. Because I, I, I think it's almost like... I don't know what the flaws are. Like right. it's it's obviously there are other games on my list that I loved more because of because of the very unique and idiosyncratic things about them. Fire Emblem I think is just like a really good game. It's well made in every way. The style is good, mm. the writing is good, the combat mechanics are good. It's challenging. It can be even more challenging if you want it to be. Yep. It's long, it's got a lot of depth to it. Uh, great music. This is I what just I think was, it's a really good game. This is what I was talking about before. Like this was, yeah, one of the two games that really, yes. really sucked me in yep. to the point where I was putting in some utterly absurd <laughs> hours yep. and some incredibly uh, late nights. Yeah, um, so life got damaging. The, 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 you've got to save that for the mediocre games. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to actually do it. And to the point where th- this is like an all timer for me. Yeah. Like, I truly will think about... I already am, like, nostalgic about this. Right. Like, just... Yeah, it really got me in a big way. Yeah. Just the the satisfaction of all those battles. And, and again, similar to Dragon Quest, the way it's structured. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, quote-unquote easy to go. I'll do a day of chores around the monastery. Yeah. And then I'll do a battle, and then it's bedtime. Oh fuck! I've now done that loop eight times. I mean, I had the exact same experience with it. Yeah, I, I, I and I love that weird structure that it had, that is similar to the Persona games. Like, it's a it. I don't know why it just gives you this nice little thing of like, all right, you you'll do uh, you'll go around the 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 uh, what is it called monastery monastery yeah, and you'll you'll chat to some people. I mean, sure, I killed all of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Immediately. But well, it, also, it almost made it more interesting because I had to talk to everyone almost yeah. every single time. I get to know every single character. Right. Helping them out, giving them presents, doing quests, trying to win them over. It, it, it was unnecessarily difficult for me, but... <laughs> you it, have done some weird, like, <laughs> one of those, like, strange forum, like, do it this challenge way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pick up any of the heart containers and do the whole Zelda game with three hearts. It's, the, ma- it's the machete cut where you yeah. cut off everyone's head at the start of the game. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I loved it as well. It, it just, yeah, and the branching paths and picking a house yeah. and everything and... That leading to like such an interesting discussion with friends who are playing it in yeah. a Facebook group, where like hearing how everyone approached it differently and what different beats were happening mm. in the story. Like I remember it being highlighted a bit more, maybe at an E three, like well before it had come out. Mm. I remember reading that people were like longtime fans of the series were very skeptical about. The school setting and having these kind of areas, right. and people are like, oh fuck, they've changed it a bit too much, and it's right. probably going to have fucked it. And then it coming out, and people being like, "This is like such a great change to it. Mm. It's freshened it up so much, while still having that great core that the series has always been really well known for." And just yeah, that chessboard feel of yeah, yeah. Like I got I got a friend into it, a friend of mine who listens to this, and yeah, she was just like, "Oh, I don't really know, like." kind of want to play it because you guys have been pretty positive about it on the show. But, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then she went in and just was, like, 
obsessed yeah. within a week. And yeah. her being in my group of friends and like us at parties and just really boring everyone around us by like <laughs> me going, tell me how your students are going. And her being like, see, I want to turn this guy into this. And I'm like, well, yeah. here's what you have to do. And everyone going like, you two have now turned this into the worst party we've ever been at. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved I loved all of the characters. Yeah. Like, they were all some of them were a little tropey, but I don't know, there was enough depth to all of them that they felt like they had genuine personalities. The conversations like that you have to do to like build up support mm. stuff, which like I didn't realise how to get into that menu, so by the time right. I there was so many built up. Yeah, yeah. But they're not there was kind of like a a chore to get through them in the sense of how many there were to get through. But they're also interesting. They're mm. just like little one minute and you learn a little bit about then you really do feel this like, Oh cool, this is what's going on with all my little with all my little guys, all yeah. my little students. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I loved it. Third favorite of the year. Yeah, number one for me. I, I wish I'd have had more space to have played it in my head. Mm. I think it was because I was doing Edinburgh the idea of like Doing these difficult chores every day oh, for sure. in a yeah. game as well. Well, was... it's like when we all played through Persona Five. It's like yeah. you can't play Persona Five every day of the year. Mm. Uh, maybe you'll play it every day of a month, and then you'll have a month off. Like yeah. it certainly was dependent on mood for sure. For and, and yeah, I think this would have if I'd have had like I did. Luckily with Persona Five, like a spare three or four days in a row that mm. I could just fucking grub out yeah. and <laughs> just at churn through the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I absolutely grubbed out for, I think, a weekend with right. Fire Emblem and that's how it sort of sucked me in fully. It, it, yeah, I like, I tape it off and then like bought the Switch release of Doom and was that that right. was doing it for me. Yeah, right. I was, I was like turning down social <laughs> engagements to yeah. get this done. I was leaving stuff early. <laughs> Asking to go on early at gigs so I could get home uh, and get a couple of hours of Fire Emblem in. Yeah. It really, it really sucked my dick in a big way. <laughs> it just, yeah, it didn't get whatever that hook was into me, but I do see that it is a good game mm. for sure. It's not bad. Mm. Um, it's just something of a choice. So that was your one. That, that was, was number yeah, three. That was your three. It was, my three. It was my number one. That was your number one. Yep. Oh, damn. None of my number one or two yeah. or three been released yet. I wonder if my... I think I might snipe one of yours with this one. My oh. number three is The Outer Worlds. Yeah. It's my number two. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking fun. It's a great game. It's really good. It's a, It's such a shame that the combat is pointless mm. yeah, in that game. Yeah. Like, it is so easy and just unbalanced. Yep. You end up with a million fucking ammo. <laughs> yes. You end up with so many skill points that as long as you're putting them all into speech and shit, you just talk your way through everything. Yeah. But luckily, the world and all of the writing is mm. so good mm-hmm. that all you want to do is see more of that with that game. So totally. those... Hassles being out of the way is kind of ends up being a plus almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I I loved the combination of sort of your classic Bioware and your classic Bethesda yeah. world. It had the character of the Bioware games, all the best ones. Yeah, it had the sort of exploration and the the world building and the sort of yeah the the depth and complexity of. The good Bethesda games and the and the feeling of of um, tailoring this or like choice and 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 this yes. world reacting to you. Yes, uh, it did that in the best way I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, giving um, you ownership of your character by giving you genuine choices, genuine yeah. sort of moral gray areas to navigate through. It's the best game 
the, for that sort of thing that I played in a long time. Totally, because they're all the characters are all so fully formed. Yes. Even if you only meet them for like a little patch of time, they're really well drawn mm. and uh, really interesting to talk to. Every side, I ended up doing like every fucking side quest that I could find. Yeah. Because they were all really engaging and clever and funny sometimes and interesting and revealed more about this really unique world that like definitely hit the same note again and again of the capitalism is bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was so condensed uh, compared to like a Bethesda game mm. that it became, it, it was b- tolerable. Right. At, at, at the very least because yeah. it was so focused comparatively that um, I think it really, really added to the experience that it was this whole um, experience contained within a, a relatively short playtime for that style of game. Yeah, that's that's true, actually. That story, I mean, I finished it. I don't yeah. finish a lot of games. Especially days. fucking Skyrim. If Skyrim had come out yeah. this year or whatever, yeah. if Fallout 4 had come out, there's no way. Yeah, but I, I think the timing of that theme and story, mm. the like corporate corporatization of literally a, a galaxy. Yeah. It, I mean, it's perfect timing. It's, yeah. it's not something that you love to think about, but like the best sci-fi, it delivers it in a palatable way yeah. that makes you understand it more and, and process your own feelings about it. Yeah. M- more effectively in some weird way. Totally. As long as it's someone saying, well, I'm a spacer's choice man, <laughs> yes. rather than like, I work for Amazon and I'm going to continue to, <laughs> yeah. but like it, yeah, it's 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 cleverly written, totally like you said, with like the best sci-fi where it's about the real world, all of it. Yes. It's yeah. about class disparity. It's about um, the facade of, of like economic growth mm. and, and the idea that it's even possible to have this endless fucking e- economic growth like right. just the cracks that are all down the walls of fucking uh, byzantium and all that yeah, stuff yeah yes are great yes every little part of its world and its writing i thought was really well done it's the combat is poorly it's old-fashioned made. <laughs> it, it feels good to do but it is right. unbalanced yeah sure yeah. yes um, yeah. And that's, I guess, a knock against it. But it also didn't really matter to the overall experience because what you're there for is to talk to those people and to see those worlds. Mm. Yeah, this is another big one on the pile of shame for me. Really liked what I played, but just, yeah, didn't have the time to stick with it. I'm, I'm so happy that Obsidian made their own original property and yep. it was successful and good. I just want them to keep making games like this. If they become good Bethesda yeah. and just crank these out every few years, yeah. that's awesome. I'd love to see them try a different world, but like the very end of this has sort of a bit of a setup for where they could go with a sequel. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it is also very self-contained, which is fucking... Uh, a nice yes. relief uh, of a thing. Like, because I don't know if I ever fully completed the Skyrim story, but I think because the it was just so sprawling and, mm. and unfocused, it felt like maybe if, even if I did, I didn't really finish the game. Like, yeah, there right. is a sense of, of completion and satisfaction totally. with the other this, worlds. It's more along like the Knights of the Old Republic kind of mm. line where it's like this 30-hour thing Maybe even less if you skip a couple side quests or whatever. Yeah, about four <clears throat> or five different worlds yeah. or, you know, environments. I want to replay it like as a dumb guy and as as yeah. the, the couple of different... Oh, yeah, I started replaying it. Right. <laughs> Just a different character, different... Yeah. So is this on your list? Yeah, yeah, this was my number two. Oh, your number two, sorry. Yes. Right, yeah. right. That's why I, I piped that. up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. My number so three. My, my list is done. But yes. Oh, damn, have we done your whole list? Yeah, yeah, because I did Goose, Judgment, Fire Emblem, Outer Worlds and Control. Huh. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, you, please leave. <laughs> all right, I will once again turn my microphone off. <laughs> yeah, all those choices you can make that do seem pretty significant and and have you know stuff after them. To, Repercussions. To, well, like content made. Oh, for yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's not like you make the choice and then all those characters disappear forever. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yes, that, and a yeah. lot of those kind of choicey games. It's a branching story, or it's a, it's a yeah, it's a branching story where there are a bunch of different branches, yeah. branches of those branches. And sure, they're probably you know different fucking chess pieces slotting into the same parts of the board mm. that they would be in any way for the end. But uh, it's it's just a satisfying, fun game that that yeah has a really well written and interesting world. Yeah. Uh, my number two game of yeah. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Astral Chain. Ah, oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. That's number why Control two. was in ours and not yours. Mm. Uh, Astral yeah. Chain is in yours, but not ours. Astral Chain came out, yeah, the week after Control. And yeah, like I said, just devoted uh, time to that. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And yeah, just stuck with it. And yeah, stylistically great. World, really well defined world, really interesting. I guess relatively tropey story, but again, I just got really hooked in on it. And yeah, one of the one of the handful of things that I finished this year. Um, combat I found super fun. The balancing act of having to like control these two people at once. The music was great. Um, the yeah, it, it I was enjoying it, and then it got to this point with the story where it was like really starting to rocket forward, and it just like there's a clear point where it really really picks up steam, mm. and yeah, I liked that it was very it's very linear, very like episodic, like it is almost like a you know little mini series almost. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, I it like kind of divisive to a lot of people. Like I know a lot of people struggled with it. Um, but yeah, for uh, just the combination of all those things just really, really, really hooked me in. And mm. it was like not long after Fire Emblem where it was like a similar thing where I was like, if I had nothing on at night, I was like stoked, I'm like yeah, great, right. cook dinner and then just sink <laughs> a few hours into this. And then like getting to the end and it's got this like kind of weirdly emotional end and really feeling like, yeah, fuck, cool. Like felt great about having done it all the yeah, way through right. and in a relatively short space of time. Yeah, I I wish they had a demo of it or something because yeah. I think it is worth a try. It's not for everyone for sure, but yeah, I I think more people should give it give it a little nudge. Yeah, if you're able to get a cheap copy of it and potentially return it or borrow it from right. someone, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth trying. I know you tried a little bit of it, Adam, mm. when it came out. Yeah, I played like oh, I can't remember now, like the first three four hours of it or something like right. that, maybe. Um, and it. it I can't remember why, but I think it was because I swapped over for control because mm. I had just got my... Anyway, the, yep. I, I remember liking it. I remember not really feeling like I was um, gelling with the combat. Yeah, right. It does take a bit. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit to work out and it kind of staggers you with how you get all the different legions. So yeah. it is quite a way into the game until you have all of them and you feel in combat like you do have all these different options and you can switch people in and out and stuff. Yeah. But I like the balance between that, these very like chaotic, over-the-top like anime fights. But then having these areas it's where you're just doing... stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, super platinum. Then these areas where you're doing this just detective work where you're just like walking around an area, having to like interrogate people, look mm. for clues and lose using the like uh, abilities that your legion have to sniff out clues and stuff like that. It, yeah, it really mixes it up. Like, it's just these, like, two very different 
paces in mm, in yeah. all the areas that was that was just super interesting. It's similar to Fire Emblem, I guess, where you could go right. like, all right, I'll, I'll explore an area, then I'll do this, and then that'll do me for the night. Mm. Um, but just that balance between the two of them and then both being interesting enough that it wasn't like, yeah, you never felt like, oh, God, I'm going to slog through this to get to the fun bit. It was like, oh, cool, like really happy to like have this as a palate cleanser to the really over-the-top anime bullshit that's happening. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. I really didn't know. I was really interested in it coming out. I didn't know what i was gonna think of it it mm. kind of seemed like uh maybe i'll fall off this pretty quickly but it just yeah got its claws into me in a big way and it's the same as fire emblem where it's it's um not only yeah did i finish it and it's yeah my number two favorite of the year but it's it's probably it's probably an all-timer for me wow yeah damn in a similar way the style just is what? again like nostalgic for it already and yeah I finished it like two months ago or whatever wow i to go back yeah. i think i want to revisit it and play it only on the tv i don't think i yeah, liked I it in yeah handheld. i didn't play any of it in handheld i don't think it's right. a good game for handheld i remember squinting yeah, i remember yeah. being a little confused and not yeah so i might have to go back in on that one yeah no, so is that all your five as well yeah, yeah, because we one, did. Fire yeah, fire. Yeah. So, what were your five again? Uh, my five were Katana Zero, Mario Maker Two, Dragon Quest, Astral Chain, Fire Emblem. Cool. Five Switch games. I notice. I know. Oh, interesting. I know. Oh, I, don't, I don't think anyone it. will we point that out. Didn't want to. We didn't talked about how we started the podcast four years ago as yeah. Nintendo, PS4, and Xbox. <laughs> nah, desperate, <laughs> desperate to bring, desperate to get an Xbox or PlayStation game in there, so I didn't have to fucking hear about it from you two idiots <laughs> and all the stupid cunts on Facebook that. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, my five's also done. Uh, what were your five again? Mine were uh, Untitled Goose Game, Judgment, ah, fuck. Uh, Fire Emblem, The Outer Worlds, and Control. Damn. If it weren't for Fire Emblem and Goose Game. I was hoping they'd all be PS4 games, yeah. but I've forgotten about those two. If it weren't for one of mine, they would all be Xbox One games. Mm-hmm. But my number two game of the year was Death Stranding. Yep. Oh, fuck, yeah. I completely forgot uh, that no one had mentioned it yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, it's... Such a fucking good piece of work. It's actually kind of wild that only one of us has it on their top five. Yeah. It's, it's been incredibly well reviewed. Yeah. A lot of our listeners love it. It's done incredibly well. It's been so hyped for so many years and it did completely live up to it for me in the end. I didn't think I liked it towards the start. Yeah, that's right. Um, But once I sort of figured out what it was going for and adjusted to its terms... Mm. I got really into it and I've even come around on the walking and the climbing and stuff because like you're kind of, you're, it it all has a purpose. Everything in there other than, you know, there's some stupid jokes or Conan O'Brien's in the fucking game or whatever. It all, it's, it's so designed with every part of it pointing towards this theme that it's trying to carry throughout the whole game of, um, a individual struggling and a community thriving right uh and the story is fucking dumb at some (laughs) points it gets really melodramatic and confusing but also completely simple right in the way that kojima's stuff does but again there's something really charming about it that 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 works for me with his ridiculous writing (laughs) um it looks really great most of the time um there's some parts of like the environment that look a little plain i guess Mm -hmm. The climbing sucks. The, the the fact that, you know, 
you can kind of jank your way up these mountains is weird. Right. And you should be able to... Like Morrowind style, jump diagonally up a hill and you go little over bit, a mountain. Little bit. Yeah. Um, that that sort of stuff, It there's little bits of it that are kind of unpolished, which is a shame because the rest of it is such... Mm. Uh, it is held up to such a high production value. Um, but the the whole experience of playing that long fucking game with the weird story and the strange gameplay that then becomes pretty straightforward gameplay sometimes mixed in with like it it's it's a, a real idiosyncratic strange and yet completely realized game that uh, really sucked me in and as you would say Tommy. Oh, completely me. sucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ju- it 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 just worked for me. I'm I like in saying that I was surprised no one had mentioned it yet. Someone had to. It's such a huge achievement. Yeah. It's such a it's a going to be a touch cultural touch point for video games. Yeah. Yep. It's it's really an important game, I And think. I, I I massively understand why there are a bunch of people, reviewers or people playing it who have really not liked it. Mm. And I can see that point. I, I think it's just two different schools of thought of what a game is, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That that it's not fun for a part, <laughs> right. a, a significant part of what it is. Mm. Uh, maybe never. I don't know. It's right. I don't. I don't know if I was finding it fun, or finding <laughs> it like uh, impressive and enjoyable, or right. in the same way that you know, fucking, you know. Schindler's List is not fun. I don't know why that was the first one that came did, to mind. Did we talk about this on our, the normal pod or one of the Patreons? The, I don't remember. The sort of the movie that is not an enjoyable enjoyable experience, but is a good movie. I remember saying ass to ass because yeah, of... We talked about Requiem for a Dream, yeah. It, it's that sort of thing on some level, but I also did really like it at some point. <laughs> right. Because it has gameplay stuff that is... Uh, really cool, especially all the online interaction stuff. Setting up a zipline to go up to someone else's zipline that they've set up for you mm. is a great feeling, and you're genuinely like, "Oh, fucking thanks!" Right? Like uh, it, the 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 visual design of everything. I think Yoji Shinkawa is sort of my Toriyama type guy, where everything right. he fucking draws, I think, looks amazing. Right. Yeah, right. All the characters and especially machines and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So has he been in? Like the Metal Gear, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So he's worked with Kojima for like a long time. He right. did, did did all the Metal Gear designs because that stuff is all. It's very, it's a, it's not like unique, unique, but it's very a clear personal style. Yeah, and and it's cool. I really do like all that stuff throughout the MGS series and in Death Stranding. Whatever kind of stylized realism thing mm. that he's got going on there is is really really good. <laughs> 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 It's 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 a bizarre game and it totally suited my personal tastes. It's not even that bizarre. It's like a third person shooter. It's an action yeah. adventure game. Yeah. Yep. But um I think the the notes that it hits uh above that stuff really make it pop for some people and I completely understand and can see the point of people who say no, it's just it, or it's this fundamentally and that stuff on top of it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and I can see how there's a baseline, a, like a, a, a steel frame of like a six out of 10 type game in there. Mm-hmm. And then they've put on this wallpaper that looks really nice that pops it up there to me to higher. Yeah. To 9.6. Sure. Because the next game on your list is number one. Yeah. Uh, with a 9.7. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really surprised... 
I think both of you played this. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Do you know yeah. what it is? Out of Wilds. Like, yeah. yeah. Out of Wilds is the best <laughs> game of this year. Uh, you said that in like fucking May or whenever you yeah. played it for like yeah. a week. <laughs> Continue to believe it. Splice in me fucking loving it, that game back then yeah. to hear. It's imaginative. It's creative. It's new. It's original. It is cool and thoughtful. and It's uh, like a mature uh, execution of like innovation in gaming. Yeah. Because it, it genuinely is. It's like so smart. It's not silly it's subtle yeah like, it's yeah it's a really good game i just haven't played it enough sure honestly like i hadn't played it enough for it to click with me yet right. i'd still um like it was just kind of lost and not sure what yeah i've heard that a bunch of, i've heard people saying they don't like the controls with the spaceship in yeah, particular I found that really off-putting um i got used to that stuff pretty quickly and, and i think really came to enjoy the space trap both of these games are Weird, unique things with odd modes of travel mm. that are off-putting to half the people that play them. <laughs> yeah, um, and they are—they're genu- generally about the concept of reconnection. Uh, sure. Yeah. Out, out of, out yeah. of wilds, it's it's like exploring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the well, like, uh, it's kind of post-apocalyptic or like on a small scale, like just pre-apocalyptic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it it is. They they are very similar because it's it's kind of going out there and exploring this dangerous world, but trying to bring it into a, a, a place where people can enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I think out of wilds is it's nice and short. It's probably maybe eight to twelve ish kind of hours to to see everything there is in it. Um, and it's so. Uh, focused in its design on, on, on these like kind of Zelda-ish mm. um, planets. And, and then it's like a platformer, basically. Yeah, yeah. But just a really creative one that the imagination of it really um, captured me mm-hmm. and I ended up feeling like I was on an adventure for the yeah. whole time. Yeah, great. Which was, it was very fun. I have nothing bad to say about it except from the perspective of I didn't play heaps of it. I played yeah. three, three, four hours of it maybe. And was I wasn't lost in terms of the controls or the gameplay, yeah. But it hadn't fully hooked me, yeah. Um, but I was enjoying it. I think definitely that first half where you're not a, where the game hasn't shown you its mechanics yet. It's not yeah. like it deliberately makes you feel like you're lost in space, absolutely. Yeah. For like yeah, a, yeah, a long period of time. And that does make the part where you start putting all this shit together and going, oh fuck, that's how that works, and this is what I got to do. Really satisfying, mm. but it is. Uh, confusing for a while or at the very least um obtuse Mm. and if you don't um find that to be like that for me like lit a thing of like i have to figure this out yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah. but if you're not interested in that resolution because you know like oh i don't know be some video game (laughs) shit (laughs) then i also get that Uh, it's the game that made me get an xbox and i'm glad that it did yeah and i'm glad that i played it and i want to play more of it and i recommend it i think everyone should give it a try it is great it's on game pass as well if you've got a pc or you've got an xbox jump on that game pass give it a go yeah um do we want to get into what we honorable mention slash wish we played more of well yes sure mine kind of overlap yeah those two categories overlap um yeah my i wish i'd played more of death stranding uh, Death Stranding and Control, I feel like if I had put more time into, they would have been in my top five. Right. Control, Control, I really did think about putting in there, but it just felt like I had played such a small amount of it that it would have been incredibly 
unfair to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Luigi's Mansion, I still haven't put much time into. Cadence of Hyrule, I oh, really yeah. liked. Um, yeah, Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds and Untitled Goose Game. Um, all ones that I, yeah, got to catch up on. Mm. Yeah. not putting more time into. It was just a, it was a tough year for me time-wise. Yeah. To put everything in. Yeah, I, th- I think we all had a, had a bit of that this yeah. year, which it was nice to have some of these fucking 50-hour mediocre games that I ended up finishing for some reason. <laughs> but then Death Stranding was great. The things yeah. that I put time into, I purely... I mean, of course I liked them, but I put time into them because they just happened to come out at the right... You know, if my right. schedule had been different, m- my top five would have been, yeah, Control and Death Stranding and, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I have any that I, like, didn't play... Well, actually, Disco Elysium is definitely one that I... that could have been... Near the top of my top five, but I've only played about three hours of it. Mm-hmm. Really good game. Sekiro, I mentioned before as a game that I, w- I would have liked more if I could have played more of it. Yeah, yep. I just wasn't good enough at the game. Um, Rage Two is like the Outer Worlds, but slightly less uh, original. <laughs> sure. Um, like really fun, similar gameplay style, c- kind of better combat. Yeah. Um, well, it's like only combat, right? And then you pretty much swap the combat and the dialogue for how important they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, but it had good dialogue and interesting side quests and a fun world. It's it, yeah. It's a it's a little um, derivative though. Sure. Uh, Link's Awakening, I liked Mario Maker Two, also good. Gears Five, um, fitness boxing in Ring Fit Adventure, yep. I thought were really well done. Like yeah. I can't imagine them being executed any more perfectly for what. They're meant to be. Yeah. Really good fitness games. Great use of the Switch and the motion controls and all of that shit. Like, they're, I've played them probably the most of any games yeah, right. this year. Like, I think I've played Ring Fit Adventure every day since I got it. Yeah, right. It's, it's just perfect for what it's meant to be, I think. Ring Fit Adventure was one I thought would have fit into that Nailed It category as well because it seemed yeah. like such a weird idea. Yes. But it works perfectly. But it, it, it may as well, like... It feels almost like it's for a console that I don't own, just because you like, right. like it's the fitness console. Yeah, I own it. <laughs> yeah, I just never fucking touch it at the moment. Anyway, I need to fucking do that. Anyway. It's good. It's good to get into the habit of it. I found you just you just do it every day. It's fun and it's a good workout. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else do I want to mention? I had Link's Awakening on my honorable mentions. Yeah. I finished it. Had a good time with it. Observation is a game that I did not finish and was like basically just sorry. So right. it feels like I, I can't recommend a, ga- a book that I half read. But it was really fun. It was a cool sort of interesting story game. Um, awesome games that uh, I played for the first time this year that are older. Catherine, Final Fantasy IX and the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. Hell yeah. Really enjoyed all of those games. Glad that I played them this year. Yep. Yep. And I didn't play Wolfenstein Youngblood, Astral Chain, or NBA 2K20, which I thought all probably will be games that I'd like yep. Yep. when I played them. I wish I'd have played Disco Elysium. Mm. Uh, that seems up my alley, but I haven't had time yet. Kind of wish I'd have played Days Gone just to see. Seems like another 60-hour-long yeah. mediocre game I I'd mean, finish. <laughs> so I, I kind of had that in my long list of stuff that I played and liked. But yeah. It just, I think the zombie thing, I'm just over it. Sure. I'm just completely over it as a setting and a story. Yep. Judgment, huge. Luigi's Mansion 3, I've just started. Mm-hmm. Right. And seems good. Um, I kind of wish I hadn't played the first one first because it seems like more of the same. But <laughs> it does seem very similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But slightly um, better. 
and then honorable things that I de- Mario Maker two for sure. We talked about that. Yep. Devil May Cry five was really mm-hmm. good. Yes. Yeah. And I played the others because of it as well, which I really enjoyed them. Mm. Yep. Resident Evil 2 was good, but it's a remake, so it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but also, it was kind of newish. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I liked it. I didn't think it was like amazing. Mm. It, it was, it was, it was good though. Um, that fucking guy with the hat, the uh, Mister X, oh. so his name, him chasing you around. That yeah. was good shit. Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare was okay. I guess I don't know why I wrote it down. It's fine, but it, nah, it's not good. Ignore that one. <laughs> uh, and what the golf was really fun. Oh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that. That, that was, was best fun. mobile game of the year, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. It's the only mobile game I played this year. It's <laughs> my best of the year. Yeah, but yeah, really cool. Yeah, so some some heavy hitters, some yeah, some big ones, but I found it hard to fill out a top five. Yeah. I don't know whether that's yeah. Like I said, I think the gap between the big stuff is like pretty vast. Mm-hmm. And also just the amount of time that I that I had, but I certainly the stuff that I really sunk a lot of time into I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. If it hadn't have been for Doom and The Last of Us getting pushed back, I would have had an easy top five. Yes. Right. Yes. But I, I imagine I, I I'm imagining that they would be good. There's no yeah, definite yeah. thing. But um, well, yeah, it def it, it it I there were more games that I wished I'd have played more of. Kind of well, like Sekiro as well, and right. Fire Emblem, yep. and like Bloodstained. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Astral Chain, Borderlands. I was kind of enjoying. There's a bunch of stuff that was like good, but didn't click into that fucking mm. next level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Just didn't fit in with whatever puzzle piece that's missing inside of my soul. Yeah, <laughs> and so I didn't put too much time into them. Well, I think like my one, two, and three are all fantastic games that I will you know, continue to think about and replay for the rest of my life. Yep. From four down until sort of 20, they're all kind of on the same level for yep. me. And it's great that a original game like Control came out and The Outer Worlds, you know, hopefully sparks this research or resurgence of good yeah. sort of yep. um, RPG uh, games. Fire Emblem's awesome. But yeah, the rest, it's like... Yeah, it was a good year of games. But yeah. It, it was, yeah. It was, it Especially was, the back end, yeah. It, yeah. W- it was only out of Wilds and Death Stranding that really fucking jammed themselves mm. into my head mm. properly, but they, they really did. Right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up for this week. That's been our Game of the Year episode. Thank you for uh, listening over the year. Yeah. Thank you for your support over the year. Yeah. Uh, get on to the Bandcamp episodes if you're looking for something to do mm. over the holiday break. You can support the show on Patreon get a bonus episode every week and then also get access to all the previous ones that we've done. Yes. So once again, if yes. you want something to do over the break, sign up now and you can get all the, what are they like? How many episodes, how many are there now? Like uh, there's a lot. Well, there's there'd be nearly, 50. yeah, there'd be nearly 50 of this one. And then there's other like 20, whatever of mm. the other, yeah. the one we were doing before this, the month. Yeah, episode. true. And like, I, I, again, I think it's the perfect time to jump on because we'll be doing a similar sort of thing to this for the Patreon stuff. We'll, well sort of, yeah. So for the next two weeks on this, we're doing like basically what would have been a band camp, mm. but just putting it as as two part uh, one two part episode yep. over the next two weeks of our games of the decade. Yes, I guess we don't still know exactly the format that'll take or whatever, but we're going to go through the best games of uh, the last ten years. Yep. yep. Um and and you know edit it and make it sound all nice and everything for yes. it to be um a, like the Bandcamp ones. So if you like that, go and have a look at the Bandcamp ones. I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
And then that'll yeah, be the, the first two weeks of 2020. Yes, and on the Patreon, we'll be looking back at the decade in other media. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a good time to get on the Patreon because yeah, you get this fun end of year review, end of decade review, and. Yeah, like 50 episodes about bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> when we were like, oh, we'll do the end of the decade stuff. I decided that and then realized 10 years is so much longer than you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll be doing that the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Get on the YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Uh, I've got our Until Dawn yeah. Let's Play. You can check that out. You can find links to all this stuff at filthycasuals.com.au. Guys, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. As we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Happy New Year. Finally makes sense that we say that at the end of every Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control And weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.